Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Thursday. It is May 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A man was killed in a skydiving accident in Gloucester County. A resident of the Sterling Development in Monroe Township witnessed the tragedy. At around 1 o'clock, the witnesses say that they saw the skydiver swirling down and that it almost looked like he wasn't awake. When the skydiver hit the ground, several neighbors in the development, including a nurse, ran over to help. But they said when they got there, there was nothing they could do. Details of what exactly happened are limited at this time. The plane came out of the Skydive Cross Keys, a skydiving center not far from the scene. A visibly upset employee at the center confirmed that there was an accident on Wednesday. And, Kath, you said that they, they saw them swirling around. Did, did a chute partially open at all? Did they say anything about that? Nope. They said he, he was swirling. And what he said is he looked like he wasn't awake. So I'm wondering right. if the guy didn't pass out. He, it's There are a couple of things that could happen. So, so my, my brother-in-law really got into um, skydiving. You could, as you're leaving the plane, hit your head. Uh, you know, sure. you, you could have had an incident coming down. But I believe there is an automatic altitude I don't know. I, I think you have to have that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if all don't know. rigs have that yeah, or not. Well, and this guy obviously was experienced because he was by himself, right? right. You can't just yeah. go by yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah he's I, had to have had several jumps, yeah. Is that where you guys uh, did the skydive? Because that's where I did it. I didn't do it. Okay. I, I haven't done a skydive Casey, right you did it once, but I don't yeah, remember what you did. There. My, okay. Mine was um, closer to, like, uh, Brick, New Jersey. I did it uh, from that uh, location, and I did the, the tandem jump. So Free Fall Adventures, I assume? Is uh, that by Cross Keys? Cross Keys, yeah, yeah. And so when I jumped out of the plane, I had the guy that was, you know, on my back or whatever. But, um, yeah, this is awful. Yeah, skydive cross keys. Uh, So uh, neighbors say that in Monroe Township, they say skydiving near them happens frequently um, and that people are constantly jumping. There have been at least three skydiving incidents out of that airport, uh, one in 2011, 2014, and 2019. There is no word yet on the victim's identity. Neighbors say they could tell uh, that it was an adult man. I think your assessment, Preston, you went up, you were terrified, Wondered if that was really terror that you were feeling. Went up and confirmed it was terror. Yes. And oh, then you said went that, up in yeah. the plane? Oh, I, I, yeah, I did. I sky, this was several years ago, and I, I went on a skydive, and uh, the first time I did it, it was terrifying. Scared the hell out oh, of me. Oh, you did actually jump? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did oh, a tandem okay. jump. And then, I, I like a year or two later, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it was sensory overload <laughs> because it's loud, it's cold, it's fast, <laughs> yeah. it's all this stuff. And I'm like, well, maybe I just got caught up in that and I didn't get to really enjoy it. I did it uh, again. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the living daylights out of me both times. Do you know where you're best at skydiving? In a tube. Damn right. That's where you can I do the... I fun. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Uh, but you, you know what I found out? I thought it would be like flying. No, it's falling to the oh, ground yeah, yeah. really fast. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. like falling. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, that of course me. That is something I would never do. But I'm just like, why would I jump out of a plane? No, That's thank my, you. it's been forever. And I yeah. used to talk about this in my act. I say, you know, I also play tennis. If I forget my racket, I go home. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't careen I, off a garbage can I, at maximum velocity. I am jealous of people though that that get caught up in the sport and do it all the time and love it because it oh, just yeah. looks so cool. Well, my brother-in-law had I think a, like a thousand jumps or some oh, crazy number. Yeah, but then at a certain point, I think it even occurred to him as 
The odds, the odds are, yeah. 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 The odds are yeah. yeah, and and Steve. so he stopped completely. Yeah. See, the guy that I jumped with, it was his like six thousandth. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, that was his job. He did it professionally. Right. You yeah. Know? Well, here I am. Uh, my youngest is going to be fourteen in about a month. When she turns eighteen, she wants to go skydiving. Wow! I told her I would take her. I think oh, oh, like a one-off here and there, and I know people are actively love the sport, and that's that's wonderful. It's it's just not for me, and I feel yeah. bad for this. This individual is yeah, terrible. terrible. Yep. So uh, I'm sure they'll release more information once you know they release his identity and exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Authorities say that they have taken a person of interest into custody and located a vehicle. They say struck a child and a woman who were crossing the street near Philadelphia City Hall on Tuesday night. The mother of three who appeared to try to push her children out of the way uh, of the accident died on Wednesday. Officers from the Philadelphia Police Department noticed a dark gray Jeep with its headlights off speeding down JFK Boulevard at about 10 p.m. Tuesday, according to officials. Officers followed the speeding Jeep onto the 1300 block of Arch Street when police say the vehicle struck, uh, where police say the vehicle struck the woman and one of her three children who were crossing the road and continued driving, police say. Authorities say a 38-year-old woman uh, and her 8-year-old daughter were struck by the vehicle while a 10-year-old and an 11-year-old were unharmed. The woman suffered severe head injuries during the collision and the 8-year-old child is in intensive care. Children's Hospital of Philadelphia with multiple broken bones. The woman died of her injuries Wednesday, officials announced. Police say the two unharmed children are being cared for by social workers. Investigators announced Wednesday afternoon that a person of interest had been taken into custody. The striking vehicle was also recovered. The investigation is active and ongoing. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers stopped a package mailed from New Jersey after discovering drugs inside. According to officials, officers made the discovery on May 2nd while examining international parcels. Officers say seven vacuum-sealed bags of marijuana were hidden inside an air fryer. The package was shipped. It's probably the way to cook it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The package was shipped from an address in Ocean County, New Jersey. Officials say the marijuana weighed about seven pounds, eleven ounces, with a U.S. street value of seventeen thousand dollars. Officials say the package was worth about one hundred and fifty thousand in Bermuda because high potency marijuana is worth more across the globe. So it was it was being smuggled into Jersey or out of out of Jersey okay. to Bermuda. All right. Mm. Yeah. The incident comes one week after a California man was arrested at Philadelphia International Airport for trying to travel. With seventy-two pounds of marijuana, <laughs> Seven, <laughs> <Can't do that. laughs> you've told how many times? Like a pound is yeah. enormous. Yes, yeah. seventy-two pounds. Seventy-two pounds. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. Plus, he probably had to pay the uh, overage. Right. Yeah. The weight of the suitcase. Excuse me. I have eighty-one pounds of yeah. pot in my luggage. <laughs> how much will it be? This is an outrage. Yeah, and then he's got press, and he's got his kilos of coke and his pot. You know how they do? They open up the bag right in front of the counter there, yeah. and they're shifting things around. And, yeah. All right, I guess I'll carry on the heroin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. The Sixers will look to close out their series against the Boston Celtics in Game 6 tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. The Sixers lead the series three games to two, and if they win tonight, they will advance to the conference finals for the time since 2001. Casey, watch this game from your neighbor's backyard. Yeah, <laughs> get even more distance. Yeah. Tip-off tonight is at 7.30. Last night in the NBA, the Knicks avoided elimination, beating the Miami Heat 112-103 to at Madison Square Garden. The Heat lead the series 3-2. Game 6 is back in Miami tomorrow night. In the Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors 
also stayed alive with a 121-106 win over the L.A. Lakers in San Francisco. The Lakers are up 3-2 in the series and can advance to the conference finals with a win at home tomorrow night. The Phillies beat the Toronto Blue Jays 2-1 in extra innings last night. Edmundo Sosa scored on Bryce Harper's hard-hit grounder in the 10th inning after Toronto's throwing error. Craig Kimbrell struck out two in a scoreless top of the 10th to earn the win. The Phillies I owe you off. one of these. You owe me. The Phillies are off today and open up a series in Denver tomorrow night against the Colorado Rockies. Bailey Falter will get start first pitch is set for 8:40 in the NHL. The Toronto Maple Leafs avoided a sweep, beating the Florida Panthers 2-1. The Panthers are now up 3-1 in the series. Game five is tomorrow night in Toronto, and in the Western Conference, the Oilers tied up their series with the Vegas Golden Knights. A 4-1 win in Edmonton. The series is now tied at two. Game five is tomorrow night in Las Vegas, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Happy to be here on a Thursday morning. Majority of the work week through. And a reminder, today and tomorrow are the last days of concert cash. So, 8 a.m. is your first chance to win $1,000 in MMRBQ tickets. Don't miss each and every opportunity. Uh, we also have a couple of guests joining us. Three, to be specific, in one interview. So, we have Gene and Bill Beretta joining us. We've spoken to the brothers many times, involved with the Muppets. Love those guys. And lots of other projects. And... We'll have on with them Adam Goldberg, who we, of course, know, the creator of the Goldbergs, uh, because they are promoting The Muppets Mayhem, (laughs) which is now available. So did Adam write The Muppets Mayhem? Adam is the executive producer, and uh, Will uh, crops up as a writer. Bill Beretta is one of the writers, as well as one of the performers. I watched five episodes uh, last night, Preston. Uh, It's wonderful, and it's jammed. With cameos. Oh, really? Jammed oh, with awesome. cameos. Excellent. I right. love it. Uh, so we'll have all of them on uh, today in the 9 o'clock hour. That is now available on Disney Plus if you'd like to uh, check that out. So um, we have other things uh, that we have to give away. Maybe play a game. I don't know. We'll see what's going on through the course of the morning. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we will take a break. Come back in a second. Stupid question in the entertainment stories as we begin this bright, sunny Thursday morning. <laughs> It's a beautiful morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go. Get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question. We give away those tickets for Michelle Wolf. It's great to be here tour Thursday, October 19th at the Fillmore. Here's the question that I have for you. A winter banana. Mm-hmm. It's not a banana. It's not? What is it? 215-263-WMMR. Let's winter see if you banana. Know the answer to that. All right. A winter banana. It's not a banana. Okay. What is it? Call now if you know the answer. Now. Marissa handed me a note before we started this break, and she didn't want Casey Dear to Preston, see it. I love you so much. Well, we know this. Do you think the others know? <laughs> yes. Yes, but your husband doesn't. <laughs> doesn't know. All right, so, no, she handed me this because, and I'm glad she did, because I was thinking this very thing as I was looking at uh, the birthdays. Casey made a statement one year ago today that May, uh, May 11th, is the most boring day of birthdays. <laughs> is it? Apparently, oh. she, and she wrote this down. That's oh, what this okay. note All right. Year ago. Mm, well, let's uh, see if you can prove that correct. Now, there's a couple of good ones. There's just not very many. And I actually had to go digging around to find some interesting ones. So, we'll start with a uh, couple of interesting All ones. All right. Let's see what you got. Eric Burden, lead yeah. singer of The Animals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One and, of the great voices of rock. And also the, the band War, because he did Spill the Wine. He's a singer on that song. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's... I, boring! <laughs> wow. It's not going I, over. You got to work animals, hard. The thing about the animals are, they, they had like a, they had a dark feel to yes, them. Yes, they were gritty. Yeah. Um, really sort of... Um, Almost kind of disgusting. Evil. Stinky. Uh, is the, like this. This is a... Yeah. You're bad. It's got a raw sound to it. Uh, and is the rising house, is it, Is this a... It's a whorehouse. It's a whorehouse. That's, That's what, what I is. thought. Right. Yeah. Someone told me it was a prison. I'm like, no, I think it's a whorehouse. I, was, I, I thought it, I was, it was sold it was a whorehouse. Maybe it's a whore prison. Hey, it's me. Good singer. 82 years old today, Eric Burden. Uh, all right, Martha Quinn, one of the original MTV BJs. Dark and evil. No, she was sweet. And she was the sweetheart yes. of the group. Uh, girl Boring. next door. Uh, she's 64. No, I like Martha Quinn. Uh, then you have uh, Jeffrey Donovan, uh, who is the lead actor in the show Burn Notice. Boring. Uh, he's 55. If you had to say Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. There you go, but uh, yeah, it's got a little bit more on his resume. Uh, Sabrina Carpenter, just as actress and singer. Oh, right. You know what? We don't like her because we interviewed her one time. Charisma Carpenter is who you're oh, thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was eating while we were talking yeah. to her. This is a different one. Oh, then I like her. Uh, she's attractive. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know that, and I really don't know yes, do. much about her work, okay? Yeah, you know, she was in one of those... Uh, TV the, shows that yeah. are on the television? Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Remember? You know what I'm talking about? No, it was I, I could have sworn I've seen her in like uh, one of those Disney or Nickelodeon shows. Well, she's, a, she's attractive. Yeah, she's one of those. Uh, oh. She has a tween look to her. She was on on the 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 movie Tall Girl. I did see that. That was kind of a cute teen movie. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyhow, anyhow, she's right, 24. So all right. Um, how many more left? Two more. Oh boy. And I do have a good one to end with. But um, actress Frances Fisher. Oh yeah. In Titanic, she's Rose's mom. Yeah. Uh, in the Unforgiven, she's the she's the head of the whorehouse. The whorehouse. The, 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 the House of the Rising Sun. Whore. That movie. And like your whorehouse. <laughs> liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. I'm giving it four stars on Yelp. They even um, cut her teats. She he, she dated uh, Clint Eastwood. Did you say that line? They even cut her teats. Yeah, that's a line when the guy knifes. Does the kid up. say that? Yeah, they even cut her teats. That's right. Did I? I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Unforgiven. Yes, you have. Great movie. It's. I don't know if you would get along with the pace on it, Casey, because it's a slow build, 
But man, does it pay off. Yeah. Oscar Gene winner. Hackman and uh, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Is in it as well. It's a great movie. I mean, that woman has a teach cup. <laughs> it's, it's a little more, it's a, it's more of a raw Western. Yeah. It's a little bit more close to reality. It, it sort of dismantles a lot of the classic Western tropes. Yeah. Like, well, what would it really be like? Yeah. And that's what makes it so good. <laughs> the Duck of Death. Yeah. The Duck of Death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duck. It. I says. That's right. Uh, Francis Fisher is 71. And then finally, here's an interesting one. We love this guy, actor Tim Blake Nelson. Yes. He was here in our studio and was surprised at uh, at our uh, abilities to conduct an interview. Yeah. And pleasantly surprised well, at that. We understand. You walk in and look at us. We look like imbeciles. Yeah. But then yeah. we had a pretty good conversation. We really did. Yeah. And uh, he's been in everything from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou to uh, Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen, yeah, that's right. The the TV series, uh, Buster Scruggs, was that the name yeah. of that? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's great. He's, a great he's in actor. the Marvel universe too. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, he's in uh, the Hulk. Yeah, or, the Incredible yeah. Hulk. And he's going to be returning. Uh, yes, uh, that's the uh, word. That, that character finally. So he is uh, fifty nine today. I will right, we'll see. So kind of boring birthdays, but a couple of good ones in there. Stinks. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, the winter banana <laughs> is not a banana. What is it? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Amanda to see if she knows the answer. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. All right, so the winter banana is what? An apple. Yeah, it's a variety of apples. Uh, Is it a favorite on your list of apples? I have never had a winter banana. Never heard of it until this morning, to be honest. So You you turned me on a while ago to uh, apples that uh, taste like grapes. Yes. And they're good. And damn, I forgot oh, the name of that I... variety. Is it a grapple or a grapple? I think, I think it's a grapple. What they call yeah. It. yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the grapes that taste like cotton candy. <laughs> I don't like those. <laughs> they're they're very sweet. Yeah, they're they're too. I'm I'm not a big fan of cotton candy. Yeah. And I did buy those one time, and we didn't eat many of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, so congratulations, Amanda. Hang on the line. We're going to give you tickets to see Michelle Wolf. It's great to be here tour Thursday, October nineteenth, Fillmore in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now. WMMR.com for complete. Details. All right, so this Jamie Foxx thing continues. Uh, reports say that his close friends and family are hoping for the best, quote, hoping for the best the when hell? it comes for his condition, but are, quote, preparing for the worst. So oh, it sounded like man. he was coming out of things, but according to Radar Online, uh, Fox has been in Atlanta hospital for the past month after suffering a medical emergency. A source said... Jamie's people are saying he's doing okay and improving while doctors try to get to the bottom of the problems, but he wouldn't be in a hospital this long if he was anything close to okay. Well, according to think the about this comparison with uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. He got run over by a 13-ton, whatever it was, snowplow, and within a couple of days, there's a, a selfie of him in the hospital. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen anything like that you from know, Jamie Foxx. This this could be anything from a cancer thing yeah. to who knows what. God forbid, whatever it is, I hope the original assessment that it's something he can beat is yeah. still it. But this, the longer it goes, the longer you're prompted to say, what the hell's going well, on? He, he posted something on social media. So was it him? No, it was his daughter, I think, who, oh, who was, did it. Yeah, it was did it for from him. from his account? Yeah. And, and, uh, but I okay. think um, I, I saw somewhere, I mean, this is just a rumor, but... Like it was a stroke or something like that. I hope. God, okay, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't really know. Um, so yeah, actually, he had posted. Uh, Appreciate all the love, feeling blessed. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, apparently he posted that, Casey. But his daughter had announced that the the medical complication and all that stuff. So all right. I don't know. I don't know. Keep an eye on it for you. Uh, Bob Odenkirk and Manny Patinkin were seen supporting striking Riders Guild members on the picket line in New York on Wednesday. Uh, Patinkin's protest sign went viral. For parodying his famous line from The Princess Bride, you killed my father prepared to die, his placard read, you killed residuals prepared to pay. <laughs> uh, video also showed the Crown of Mind star shouting on the picket line, don't be stupid, make sure that you take care of people. You guys make millions and millions of dollars for God's sake. Without the writers, we're nothing. They create the stories that make our hearts beat. It, when, so I've, in in the course of my life, I've written for other, some other comedians. I've written, you know, bits for, for radio. And uh, you, the stuff gets burned up so quickly when you're a writer. It just, it's, it's incinerated. Bet, yeah. And the demand is always to produce more, more, more. Yes. And uh, uh. so, yeah, especially now with all of the different... Uh, things and, and reconciling how streaming is taken care of and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah, it's the time has come to reassess where things stand. Yeah, writers make that stuff yeah. happen. They create the story. Right down to like game shows. There's writers on game. Every little thing, when someone gets before the camera, someone's written something that they have on the prompter. And by the way, Steve, the, I, I know you haven't gotten to succession yet, but... Those of you who watch the show, whoever writes the lines for Roman yeah. <laughs> deserves millions and millions of dollars because uh-huh. it is some of the sharpest dialogue I've ever heard. The insults are, <laughs> they're poetry. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. I saw a parody yesterday, Preston, and I'll send it to you. It was a Succession Without Writers, and it was uh, just Roman just like, F this, F that. Right. The, the dialogue that is provided to, really to all the characters, but specifically to Roman, is, is so um, intricate. Yeah, it's. Um, um, uh, Kieran Calkins character, and it's just is the sharpest writing I've ever seen. There's a series; it's a YouTube channel, uh, Preston, and it is uh, it compares it's good writing, bad writing, uh, and and it takes like uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, good writing, uh, and then it'll take a scene and it'll show a scene from Rings of Power, bad writing. Okay, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I want to see that. By the way, there's a picture of our our buddy uh, Kate Flannery uh, on the picket line uh, uh. with the Writers Guild, so she's uh, jumping in and showing her support as well. Uh, speaking of protests, Susan. Sarandon was arrested what? at the New York State Capitol in Albany on Monday after she protested in support of fair wages for restaurant workers. And she's no stranger to this. She she's, does this all the time. Oh, she's this been is what arrested. she does? Oh, yeah. okay. All right, all right. There's a sign she can pick up and walk around with. She'll do it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the, <laughs> what does it say on my sign again? Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, uh, Nuke the whales. And political activist. <laughs> Uh, was among eight people, including uh, former New York Lieutenant Governor candidate uh, Anna Maria Achila, Aquila, who uh, were taken into custody. Uh, the Thelma and Louise actress went to Albany to push for legislation that would increase uh, the minimum wage of tipped restaurant workers. Uh, New York leaders are set to increase the state's minimum wage to $17 an hour, but... Uh, nonprofit One Fair Wage says tipped workers are excluded from that legislation. Uh, when a similar wage increase happened in 2016, workers suffered a 25% decline in income. It's and- always weird how this that breaks out when you're t- talking about tipped employees, waiters mm-hmm. and waitresses. And I, and I, you would think, oh, yeah, that's something that they're going to be for. And then, uh, then you'll see some groups say, no, they... You know, it's the way their tips are are taxed, or there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't profess to understand. I was, I've never been a waiter, or certainly not a waitress. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, uh, the the tips and the way that case you had brought up a point last time about how it can yeah. work against them. I don't know. I you know, well, it, it, I, I've heard both sides of the argument too, Steve. And the, the one of the compelling arguments for 
uh, uh, working for tips rather than a fixed salary is that um, good servers will make more based on good tips. Yeah, it's a merit system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so um, if they are uh, not um, incentivized to do that, you might get poor service or just average service because they're not going to... Uh, and right. so they want to excel as a server because they're going to get it better as a result. I'll be curious to see how this plays out. And if, um, she, if now do you think someone's going to try to break her out of jail, Preston? Maybe. Because, maybe you know... Yeah, we had a couple people break out of jail here recently, so maybe it's... Uh, <laughs> she figuring to it the out. chain link fence. Um, so, uh, yeah, her activism is nothing new. Uh, just last week, she marched in support of the writers in New York as well uh, with other actors and writers in the writer's strike. Uh, Dolph Lundgren revealed uh, for the first time during an interview uh, that he had been privately battling cancer on and off for the last eight years. Eight years. Yeah, doctors first discovered and removed a cancerous tumor on the actor's kidney in 2015. Mm -hmm. He said, then I did scans every six months. Uh, You do it every year, and it was fine, you know, for five years. In 2020, I was back in Sweden. I had some kind of acid reflux. I didn't know what it was, so I did an MRI. And they found there were more tumors around the area. He said six more tumors were discovered at the time, one of which had grown too large to remove. So he had to start uh, systemic therapy. More tumors were discovered in the fall of 2021 when he arrived in London to film uh, movie sequels uh, to his Aquaman and the Expendables franchises. He said, we realized that it was a lot worse than we thought. Uh, the doctors kind of started talking about all these different tumors like in the lung and stomach and the spine, outside the kidneys. He started saying these things like, you should probably take a break and spend more time with your family and so on. And I asked him, how long do you think I've got left? And he said, I think he said two or three years, but I could tell in his voice that he probably thought it was less. And he said he got a second opinion. Yep, he went and got a second opinion from a doctor in London who discovered that his kidney cancer was mutating more like lung cancer uh, the doctor overhauled the actor's treatment to approach it as if his cancer was lung cancer. And he said, if I had gone on, on the other treatment, if I had done that, I'd have about three or to four months left. And he added that the new treatment started shrinking his tumors by around 20% and 30% within the three-month period. That's great. And 2022 is basically watching these medications do their thing. He said, finally, things had shrunk to about 90%. Now I'm in the process of taking out the remaining scar tissue in those tumors. The prognosis is that hopefully when they take these out, there's no cancer activity and the medication that I'm taking is going to suppress everything else. Oh, keep our fingers crossed. It's pretty wild, man. If you're faced with things like that and you've got one doctor telling you one thing and another doctor telling you another. Get a second opinion. But I mean. Which one I do you know. trust? I know. You know what I mean? I know. Get, well, get, get his... Listen, you take ownership of your health and you, yeah. you make decisions. Dr. Mike always says that. You know, you he we always quote an old commercial uh, for uh, Cy Sims, which is an educated consumer's, their best customer. And so yeah. that's that's what, um, you know, he, he talks about. So going for that second opinion helped get him a complete different um, reaction to his treatment. So good for him. I hope it works out. Yeah, I mean, certainly wishing him nothing but the best. Uh, on a, a side note, have you seen Dolph's daughter? Uh, no. Ida Lundgren? Whoa. Uh, yeah, he's posted with her on, on Instagram a few times. and he's gorgeous. Holy moly. Yeah. She's a model and a knockout, and um, yeah. Uh, what is her name? Ida. Ida. Ida Lundgren. Okay, Ida S. Lundgren. Ivan Dragolini. Or Ida's? Is that how you spell it? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I, you never you think of him as frozen in time as, you know, Drago or, or uh, Masters of the Universe. Or, right. And, you know, we, we tend to think of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. He probably had a life. Yeah. 
Uh, Lundgren is reprising his DC role of King uh, Neris in Warner Brothers Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I like that character. Opening in theaters December 20th. He's also reprising the character of Gunnar Jensen for a fourth time in The Expendables 4. So he's uh, he's at work. Uh, Mindy Calling says that running, hiking, and weight training are to thank for her new slimmed down appearance. Have you seen her? I've not. It's pretty amazing. She looks great. She looks great. Uh, I, didn't, I never thought she looked bad, but she looks great. She said, "The truth is that I spend so much time and energy trying to be healthy. I run like twenty miles a week, and I lift weights. It's a big commitment for me. I basically live in workout clothes." Uh, that I can get it in. Wait, I live in workout clothes so I can get it in. Uh, she added, I'm feeling really confident in my body these days, which is not something that I've been able to say for my whole life, unfortunately. Yeah, she looks phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, she's super cute. Um, Jacqueline Zeman, screen actor who yeah. portrayed Barbara Bobby Spencer across more than 800 episodes of General Hospital passed away. She was 70 years old. I didn't watch General Hospital, and even I knew of this character. Uh, it was announced by General Hospital executive producer Frank Valentini on Twitter. No further details about her death are available at this time. So she was born in Jersey. Uh, she studied ballet as a child, attended New York University, did study dance, but she shifted to acting. Her first credit came on the edge of night in 1976, and in the same year, she received a lengthy arc on One Life to Live. She appeared in more than 40 episodes. Then she joined General Hospital in 1977 and has appeared in more than 800 episodes. Wow. That's crazy. Over nearly 50 years. <laughs> so she just got, she just went right into it yeah. and lived that role, essentially. Uh, she played Bobby Spencer, the sister of Pat Spencer, who was played by Dee Wallace and Luke Spencer, Anthony Geary, of course. Uh, so, uh, she's survived by her two daughters, Cassidy and Lacey. Hillary Duff recently admitted that she often follows Gwyneth Paltrow's starvation diet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sounds said, good. Yes, yeah. Yesterday on the Lipstick on the Rim podcast, sometimes I try to, she said, you know, Gwyneth's in trouble for saying this, but sometimes I try to just drink coffee in the morning and starve off my hunger. However, she had that she often wakes up really hungry and is known to eat a straight chicken nugget while packing her kids at lunch in the morning. <laughs> so she so either stars or eats chicken nuggets right. in the morning? Which is, what she's kind of talking about is sort of like intermittent fasting, right? Well, no, so. listen, the, the starving diet or what they're referring to is, is not anything new. Tons of women do it. Sure. I mean, and, and a lot of people... Skip a meal? Yeah. No, not skip a meal. Like, like skip a day of eating. And a lot of people won't admit to it, but that's, that's what a lot of people do. A lot of women, right. especially. Uh, and they're not doing Ozempic now. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 Zambic. Yeah, I uh, I just eat a little less, and uh, but I couldn't do the full go all day without eating thing. I just, uh, no thank you. This is a funny story. All right, actor Will Poulter. He's got a very distinctive look about him. He's great, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. We've, we, we have came, to the camp came out. to the camp out for yep. hunger. Yep, and he's in Guardians. He was recently mistaken for the Toy Story, the first movie, Toy Story character Sid while he was in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of looks like Sid when you think about he it. He does. Uh, he told GQ a guy at a urinal in L.A. last week turned to me and said, you're in Toy Story, right? And I was like, well, that was animated. Uh, <laughs> uh, and oh, my God. The, the Toy Story villain 
uh, was actually voiced by Eric Von Dieten. So uh, Will Poulter had nothing to do That's with that really character funny. at all. But he does look like an animated, you know, real-life grown-up version of Sid from that movie. That's so you. funny. Take a look at so it. So he got jacked up for this uh, Adam Warlock role in The Guardians. Do you see him? No. Uh, no, no, there's no, I mean, he's wearing clothes the whole time. So why, like, yeah, why did they make him, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'd figure they'd be exposing some of that you know what? jacked upness. Listen, if you're going to be, if you're going to be in a Marvel movie, yeah, yeah. you may as well say, hey, you know, give me the treatment. They'll yep. pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to pay for it, right? Just give me the treatment. Yep. You know, why not? Do you know, I was reading a story about the original Super, the Richard Donner Superman, Preston, and, and the whole plan with uh, Christopher Reeve was to give him a muscle suit. And I think he was the, one of the first ones who said... If you get me a trainer and stuff, I'll put on the muscle. And I tell you what, I saw there was a photo. I think it was um, maybe it was uh, Carrie uh, Fisher. They were you know yeah. her getting the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, there were some old pictures uh, floating around. I think there was a picture of her and Christopher Reeve together with his shirt off. Dude was cut, yeah, up, oh, especially for the time. He yeah. was in phenomenal shape. So yeah, that was probably around. That had to have been around right. that time. And now yeah. it's just sort of you know. I think any movie role, yeah. even if you're playing like uh, Miss Jane Pittman, right. yeah. you, know, you, you got to get <laughs> yeah, got to get jacked. Yeah. There's there is a term for it, like where like you see somebody with their with their clothes on, with yeah. their shirt on, and you have no idea. And then they take their like shirt off and and they're super duper fit. There is a there is a there's a term for that. My, my yeah. son said it's it, really? you know, it's like it's like secret fit or I can't like a shower and not a grower. There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. Well, if anybody knows, text over whatever that might be because that's uh, interesting. Uh, let's see. Speaking of great bodies, Mama June Shannon. Oh my oh, god! Man. How uh, does she do it? Claims that she's had to tighten her spending after blowing a million dollars on drugs. Uh, she That's told my secret. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> One of those that she's walking along, treating to it. Well, this my secret. I'm not telling. <laughs> uh, she told the Daily Mail on Wednesday. I crawdaddies. Now I've gone back to being like penny pinching. Uh, she said, "I think a lot about. Uh, I think about a lot of the things I could do with that money." My husband tells me all the time that I can't dwell on it. So she's regretting all that she. Uh, lost on, uh, she's had on drugs. Reset her life. She's had you know the, the the weight loss, and then she got in with this guy, and they were Gino Doke, I think his name was, or something yeah. like that. And uh, yeah, well, if she can get her life back on track, more power to her. Hey, uh, Lily Collins, the actress, Lily. her engagement ring and wedding band were stolen. Lily, during a recent spa visit. Yeah, what? Dude, when what? you go to a like. It's, yeah, she's at a spa, and we yeah. have to assume it's a higher end spa. Yeah. But yeah. even like a, like a Joseph Anthony, right? right. They, they have lockers, lockers, yeah, but and lockers with locks. Yeah, lock lockers, uh, lock. lock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Emily in Paris star. Yeah. Uh, was visiting the West Hollywood Edition Hotel Spa on May six when her belongings were taken. Uh, the outlet reports that the L.A. County Sheriff's Office is currently investigating the theft, but they haven't tracked down who did it or how no. or any of that stuff yet. When I go to the gym and I'll open a locker to put my stuff in there and there's clothes in there, I'm like, what? Go to freaking the, the CVS or where and buy a lot. They don't yeah. cost that much money. Oh, I don't lock anything. When you go, well, I've had things taken out of my locker. I've actually stolen things out of lockers. We've yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Um, so as a result... Like you can't trust anybody, Kathy. At a uh, at a at a gym, you won't lock stuff up. No. Okay, because Rochelle for a little while worked at a at a gym. And I know there, there were people regularly stealing. She stuff works at the, the gym room. that I went to. That I had things taking at taking at. Yeah. And I went to the 
you know, to the front desk, and <clears throat> lo and behold, uh, my things showed up. Uh, you know, oh. a couple hours later, and mm. they're like, "Oh, somebody took this by." I'm like, oh. "I go, I go in pared down. So if uh, if I go, I will. If I'm going to like to a hotel gym, or I'm going to a gym that I don't know. Right. I actually just have my 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 credit cards, my money, my whatever, and I and I have it with me as I move around from machine to machine. Okay, right. so that's a good idea. Uh, and and that's the only thing I do now. If it was something, a place I was going to a lot, I would just get a good lock and lock it up. Yeah. Okay. But I. I that's why I just go sort of dress for the gym, so I'm not having to go through that process. Yeah. By the way, Casey, speaking of the gym, the term is, according to texters, is sleeper build. Sleeper, sleeper build. build. Does that okay. sound right? That didn't sound that okay. right. No. If you uh, uh, if you have a, 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 one of so. a hard body under <clears throat> kind of loose clothing, so you can't I, tell. I just because I was telling my son about this, this guy I went to high school with, and I, I was in uh, homeroom with him for four years, and then it was like our senior year, we were going swimming at a friend's house, and. Here I am, I'm pudgy little doughboy. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take my shirt off in front of these girls. And this dude, it was like groundskeeper Willie. He takes his shirt off. Oh, I'm my like, God. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> what? I've never seen you looking so lovely. <laughs> I couldn't believe And I looked at my friend Vinny. Uh, we looked at I was like, did you, uh, did you know? No, I didn't know. What was know. the guy's name? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to. I want to make love much. to you. You don't want to blow him up too <laughs> I don't much. Blow him He's up gotten, too gotten much. enough praise over the years for his yeah. hard body. You don't need to put a spotlight wow, on him. Wow. I had really? no idea. Can I make love to you? Yeah. No, 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 no. You make love to me. <laughs> so, anyway. You deserve it. Uh, Lily Collins's rings are missing. Trying to figure that out. Wait, real quick, what's up with the animated Simpsons? Because Ned Flanders has a rockin' body. Yes, too. he does. Yes. <laughs> You remember briefly Marge did when she was on steroids. Yeah, and, and like, is that just some weird Simpsons fetish or like they having these that guys is a fetish, tear, by tear the their way. shirts off? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Ned was, like, closeted. Yeah. Yeah. He you was, know? He had a sleeper build. <laughs> yeah, he had a sleeper <laughs> build. All right, a couple of people are texting in Casey. There's also a term called pump cover. No, not it. But sleeper build is there are more people that are that are acknowledging. Sleeper What's a queef build. biscuit? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. But thank you for sharing that. It's like a queef shard. All right. So I have some uh, casting news and information on new seasons and things like that. Um, this is uh, this is good to hear. Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. are reuniting for a sequel of the 2003 body swap comedy Freaky Friday. Yep. I thought that was a well-done movie. It that was, was like the third version of that movie. Stupid Saturday. And I thought that was, uh, I thought they were both really good in that. According I like the original, and I like the, their version. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the duo are expected to reprise their roles as mother-daughter who wake up on one Friday and find that they have swapped bodies. You know what? She was good in the Netflix Christmas movie, Lindsay Lohan. She, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I didn't see it. Was it was a big hit for Netflix, okay. and uh, she does that sort of comedy very well. Al Pacino will star in Johnny Depp's directing effort, Modi. According to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Ricardo Scarmico, wait, uh, Scamarico. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. And uh, Pierre Nini. Can't you give me a straight answer anymore? (laughs) Uh, Will also star in the biopic of Italian artist Amido uh, Modigliani. Modigliani? Yeah. (laughs) Right, I, I don't know more Digliani. You might recognize some of his stuff. Okay. Uh, so I guess it's uh, the Modi is going to be the name of the, uh, yeah. of the film. But it's the guy true. worked primarily with Light Brights. Uh, Johnny Depp is uh, directing it. So, oh, yeah. yeah okay. Long yeah. faces. And, yep. uh, yeah. Nick pulled up uh, some of the uh, things that he's been come to known for. <laughs> yes. Oh, we know this crap. Uh, they, so yeah, I, crap. I know this crap. Um, they worked together on Donnie Brasco. Yeah. 
All right, so very cool. Uh, Variety reports that Jason Schwartzman and Carol Kane will star in Between the Temples, which is, quote, an anxious comedy from Nathan Silver. Uh, It is the story of a cantor who is locked in a crisis of faith when his grade school music teacher reenters his life uh, as his new adult bat mitzvah student. Okay. So that should be interesting. Uh, And then, I did not know this was happening, but HBO has dropped the trailer for season three of The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, cool. Uh, So it just came out. According to the show's official log line, uh, when the spoiled gemstone children finally get their wish to take control of the church, they discover leadership is harder than they imagined and that their extravagant lifestyle comes with a heavy price. Uh, Danny McBride's megachurch comedy series returns on June 18th. I'll be interested to see who all is involved because Walton Goggins has got to be... (laughs) In that cast, his character is just horrible. <laughs> you're, you're a big fan, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a st- funny, weird, um, but totally wrong in a good way show. I like that. Um, so I was happy to see that they're coming back with another season. All right, uh, clip time. Citadel is the new thriller series filled with twists and turns and plenty of Stanley Tucci. Ooh. In this clip, he talks about filming the show. I was given all the episodes. I read all the episodes. and But you have to remember, as we're filming, things are changing, right? So you have to keep sort of saying, so if that happens, then what about the thing that happened before? And how do we... And then you have to sort of rectify that or, you know, change that. Or actually, no, it works because this is going to happen then. And blah, 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 blah. So there's all that. So it's in constant flux. Uh, Citadel's available now on Prime Video. Has um, any, uh, you watched it, Case? Did you watch it? N- not Citadel. Okay. No. All right. Next clip. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel is returning for its final season, following Midge Maisel's journey from housewife to stand-up comedian. And in this clip, actor Kevin Pollack reminisces on his own stand-up career. I cherish my roots as a stand-up comedian. I continue to do it on occasion. Um, it's my favorite thing in life to do. But when given this opportunity to help create and, and bring to life this ridiculous character of Moish Maisel, I just want to do that. Really? Yeah. Final season, Marvis, uh, Mrs. Maisel is streaming now on Prime Video. And there you go. That's the last bit of info in the entertainment report today, my friend. All right, we're inching up on another chance for you to win $1,000 and MMRBQ tickets. It is uh, today and tomorrow. That's it. Mm-hmm. Then we're done with MMR's concert mm-hmm. cash. Sponsored by Mike. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just stop talking listen for the word that we will give you at 8 o'clock. I need you to stop talking <laughs> yes. and listen to me. Uh, so we'll do that, obviously, five times throughout the course of the day. And then tomorrow, and then that is it. So make sure that you are a part of that. would love for you to win that money today. Uh, we also have Gene and Bill Bur- of the Muppets uh, fame and Adam Goldberg of yes. the Goldbergs all joining us today to talk about the Muppets Mayhem, which is now vis- uh, available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so we'll chat with those guys in the 9 o'clock hour, most likely. We're going to take a break. Come back in just a second. Sunny Thursday morning. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A little plug a for my buddy Brent Poor. She's doing an appearance at a place uh, that I love, Del Toyota, 
Uh, it's this Saturday from noon to two in Thorndale, and stop by because he's going to have MMR barbecue tickets. Nice uh, to give away. So he'll he'll be there from noon to two, and also they have a customer appreciation pig roast with food from Bridgeport Rib House. So is, he's giving away barbecue tickets, barbecue tickets, and there's a barbecue, and they actually have barbecue. Yes, How about that at uh, Del Toyota, and they are. Let me see here. Official. Well, they're in Thorndale. You can look up uh, their location usually and go to uh, text Dell to three nine three three three, and we'll send a link to you. So some freebies for you there. All right, stream of consciousness, North. North. Stream of consciousness, there, taking you to different planes of reality. Ooh, I like that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start with this story, um, which I found very interesting. A woman who lost her husband at just forty nine years old has launched a new dating app for widowers craving sex with no strings attached. <laughs> Widows and Widowers. Okay. Uh, Nikki Wake is her name. Uh, she lost her husband, Andy, in April of 2020 to COVID after he was put into, to a care home in 2017 after a catastrophic brain injury. Oh, boy. So she tried dating again six months after becoming a widow, but claims that it was, quote, like the Wild West and says that it was hard for people to understand what she was going through. So she launched uh, her first app, which was called Chapter 2. All right, I like that. In November 2022, and already had thousands of widowers looking for a second chance at love. But she realized that many people who had lost their partner weren't quite ready for a committed Chapter 2 relationship. They just want sex. But wanted craving physical comfort and human connection. So she set up another app, and I love the name of this. It's called Widow's Fire. Widow's Fire. And it's for casual hookups of those who have lost their spouse. Why not? Interesting. Horny widows. Very interesting. So you can only be a widow or a widower to be on this site? I believe so, Casey. I'm not 100% sure about that. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some predators on there, you know? Of course. Well, yeah. Or maybe there's some guys who, well, listen, so the Widow's Fire, why not? Widow's Fire, we have this the page up on the screen here, Preston. Yeah. Um, Okay, there you go. Why not? So, Uh, but... Do you, I think your question is, is there for widowers as well? Yeah, yeah, widow right. and widowers. Right. And, um, you know, if... But exclusively, just, yeah. yeah. As opposed to someone who is single well, and is like, yeah, I'll help you out. Or, or yeah. Who's never, yeah, who's never been... Uh, yeah. Who'd never lost a spouse, just signing on, yeah, you're, you're a widow, uh, looking, to, looking to bang, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. Or is it that you want to meet kind of like-minded uh, people and have sex with them? Right. Or I don't know. Yeah, so... Uh, I'd be curious to find out if, yeah. if, you, if they're catering to people who have gone through a common experience and want to get it on. Get you know, on. and I wouldn't mind hearing from people who have lost a spouse, and and not to to dive into the you know depths of despair. Yeah. that is definitely involved with something like that. But but maybe what it's like to to try to get back out there after something like that happens. Get up on right. the saddle again. So way different than a divorce or or you know relationship gone bad or something like that. Two one five two six three WMMR is the number. But I mean, I'm sort of on a on a parallel. There, they, they, I was watching um, Fight Club uh, not that long ago. Why are you even ago. talking about it? No, I wasn't talking about actual Fight Club. Right. I was talking about the movie. All right. Um, but anyway, the, there is a scene in that movie where uh, he, you know he's obviously um, he's at uh, a oh gosh um, those group therapy for right. uh, cancer uh, people with sure. cancer, and um, and the one lady gets up and she just she basically says, "I just want to have sex." Yeah, and like, will somebody please have sex with me? Because you know, and she, and she looked ill and and all that sort of. And I felt so. And I know it's just a movie, right? But I couldn't help but think there there are people out there 
that like sure just want to like you know yeah she's this this woman is dying and she just wants to get laid and like <laughs> there's there has to be a service out there for people that just want to you can start one <laughs> yeah you could do that. I can't yeah. I can't when my uh, when my aunt lost her husband and it was at a young age um she was obviously a widow and she sought out widowers because she felt like. Uh, that was somebody that she could go. She could. Uh, there would be compassion there. There yes. would be somebody who'd been some, through something similar, and she ended up remarrying uh, a man who my aunt lives in Los Angeles, and he lives here. They have a bi-coastal marriage. Uh, he lives in in Princeton, and she lives in L.A. Um, but the reason that they were able to connect and and find a lot of common ground uh, was in part because he was also had also lost a spouse. All right. So this is called Widow's Fire. And- I am the god of hellfire, and I'm a widow. I lost my spouse in a boating accident. <laughs> and now I'm really now horny. Now I'm really horny. Uh, so, Nikki. I kept the anchor. Uh, an entrepreneur from Bury. Bury is out I, in England. I guess so. And she said, uh, a lot of widows are not ready for a, their chapter two. They are not ready for a committed relationship. But it is a really well-known and documented fact that widow's fire is a thing. Fire! <laughs> Jesus. It's a turn. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you horny widows looking for some strange. Uh, she said it's a term commonly used within the widower's community and describes the intense, uncontrollable, or all-consuming desire for sex following the bereavement of a partner. Huh. I've never heard of this before. So if you watch like classic sitcoms, the, the it's like the widow Jenkins is always putting up a pie on the you know, but yeah. they're never horny. But of course they would be. Let me go to let me go to Ann. Hi, Ann. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up, Ann? Um. Well, I think it's brilliant. Uh, you okay. love the idea. I thought of it. Yeah. What, what What is your story? You lost a spouse. I, I, oh, you're breaking. Hang on just a second, Ann. You're Ann. If you can hear me, your signal is breaking up. I need you to start over again, please. Okay. All right. So I lost my husband like a year and a half ago. Huh. And um, I'm 60, but I don't really look like 60 or act like 60. And he had been ill for a while. And I just think it's brilliant because I'm not really ready to jump into a whole relationship. Right. But I would love to just have sex with someone. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry sorry for your loss. I, and I completely hear what you're saying. You're not, you just spent time with someone you connected to on, on a very comprehensive level. And you're not. That you're not looking for, you're just looking for the more uh, tactile stuff, correct? Yeah, well, well, like like you just said earlier, just looking for someone to bang. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, Anne, let me ask you this question. You know, you lost him a year and a half ago. He had been sick for a while. Um, at, at what point were you sort of getting past the grieving process and just wanting to have a sexual relationship again? Um, I don't know if you're really ever through the grieving process. Sure. But it was probably like maybe... Uh, Closer to a year after, mm-hmm. between six months of the year. It's just, you know what, you just crave that intimacy, but mm-hmm. I've just always been one of them kind of sexual creature type people. So you could see yourself, <laughs> de- you know, get, uh, getting involved with this service. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Have you um have you had any sex since um in, in the last year and a half? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I have. All right, All right. there you go. All right, All right. And, and would it matter? And, and what I what we're not sure of, Ann, is if this service is strictly for, uh, you know, both sexes who have lost uh, uh, lost a partner. Would it matter to you? Uh, would it Would it be 
any easier if it was somebody who uh, had also gone through something I had similar? Three testicles. Not him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have three testicles. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's a red flag. That's a red flag. Up for a challenge. So, um, no, I mean it, it might help, but it wouldn't really be like a okay. requirement. Well, take a look at the website. I've not, uh, Marissa. If you could dig around on that a little bit, read and, and see what it says yeah. about um, requirements to, to be in on that. But thank you for your call, Ann. I've got a few other people that are actually uh, agreeing exactly with you. So uh, thanks for calling in. We right. appreciate it. Uh, let me see. Uh, it says here, uh, interested in joining. Are you interested in joining a community of like-minded wit? So there you go. Widows. Ready to meet uh, potential new friends, romantic partners, curious about other wids' feelings and experiences. Uh, a wid with kids, trying to date while raising kids. I'll have a wid without a wid. I'm reading debatum yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, that's a wid without kids. Yeah. Yeah. A wid now experiencing a breakup of a relationship post-loss in need of support navigating the dating world. Heartbroken but hopeful. So the um, Well, that says yeah. it. Spells it right out. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, let me go to, uh, let's see. Let me go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Morning. How you guys doing? Doing wonderful. So, Kim, are you a widow? Yes, I am. My husband passed away five years ago. Uh, okay. Um, he was he had cancer for five years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really close. I was with him every step of the way when he passed. Um, probably within a year and a half, I just wanted to hook up, and I did once or twice. And then they wanted, you know, the relationship. And I'm like, no, I have no interest in that. All I want is for you to drop trout. That's it. Wow. <laughs> wow. And listen, I, total sense. I totally get it. And, and Kim, how much of that is because of the emotional connection still to your husband? You know what I, I mean? Yeah, probably the majority of that. Okay. And yeah, I, I really had no idea that guys were so sensitive. When it came to that, because I even had one guy tell me, you know, well, aren't you going to stay to cuddle? I'm like, no, I got to go home. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you have a pillow, cuddle with that. You know, they have feelings I'm too. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I want to go home. I, I got what I wanted. I appreciate, and I'll talk to you later. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, you could meet somebody who's, you know, who is a man. I really like you a lot. And then but you're just, you know, not on that same plane. So maybe meeting somebody who's like minded in that regard. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I don't need a guy, you know, to come and fix things or fix me or care for me or no. dude. I just want to hook up. And, you know, when you're in the mood, call me, text me, we'll hook oh up. And Dude, I, you know what I'm thinking of? Mixer. Kim? A mixer. <laughs> yes. A mixer. That's not we right. should do that. Bad idea. Wid or without mixer. <laughs> if we were to have a, a, a widow mixer, would you come? Yeah. I mean, uh, it would have to be absolutely. smaller, right? Like, she says absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All I right, cool. All right. Well, listen, we've already got phone lines lit up like crazy. We could find people. Absolutely. For yep. something like this. All right, Kim, you're on the list. We haven't even set a date or a party or <laughs> no. anywhere. Place. We don't know. But you and uh, our first caller are, are on the list. Yeah, I would I would absolutely go. <laughs> hey, you got a lot. I was only 49 when my husband passed. Oh, yeah. yeah. You okay. know? Yeah. And it's like I, I still got a lot of, you know. Living. Oats to sow. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak. And But, no, I, I don't want a relationship like I had before with him because that's what mm. made it special. No, that's, that's right. very you, sweet. Well, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Kim, are, are you into younger men? Oh, sure. 
like 47-year-old men? <laughs> no, no, no. I've got a 22-year-old daughter, so. Oh, boy. Uh, it, uh, no. Anything not older that than that? Not that's that's not how you do it. The reason that I ask is that there are a lot of men who are in their, you know, late 20s, early 30s who are into older women. And I'm curious as to, like, if you've ever gone to a, quote, unquote, cougar bar. No, I did not. I would I would do like thirty ish on up. Right. Quite honestly, I mean, no offense, guys. I don't want some sixty year old dude because I'm taking care of my dad right now. Yeah. Eighty six, and oh my god. Yeah. No, you want to get plowed I, I by a young man, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> hey. Oh, like I said, man, just drop trowel. Let's do it, and <laughs> you can go get ice cream with your mom. <laughs> this is one of the greatest conversations we've ever had yeah. on this show. This yeah. is just I'm, my mind is blown. I, I feel like in order to do something like this, we really do need to figure out exactly like numbers wise what we're working with here. Sure. You know, well, of course like, we would. Worry yeah. about it later. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I just like the yeah. idea of that. Yeah, All right, Kim. Too. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem. You guys have a great one. All right, we'll see you later. All right, let's go to the mail side. If you're just tuning in, there's this uh, um, website that's called uh, Widow's Fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's I for... the God of Hellfire, yes. and I lost a loved one. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's for uh, widows and widowers who don't want to dive into... They, they want companionship. They want they want sex. They don't, they don't want to get into a relationship. They're horny. It's called Widow's Fire. So let me go to Danny and get the male perspective of this. Hey, Danny, good, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, man? I am a widower of two years, and um, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I have scored many times. Okay. Uh, but th- but there is a difference between a divorcee and a widow. Sure. I am more closer to a widow. I've been have friends with a, one girl, one woman, for a couple of years, and you know we we help each other out with our differences and crying and all that other fun stuff. Now, Danny, I, to me, uh, we've we've had this conversation, and I, you know, I, I, um, I, with my wife, and I, 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 I hope I go first. I don't, I could not take losing my wife. I could not. It would, it would, it would level me. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you, you, you had to go through it, but you're right. It, it's, it's a different thing than divorce. It's, it's, uh, how long have you been married? It was thirty. Six years. Oh wow. wow. Well, I, I don't want to focus. Obviously, yeah, it's horrible, and and I didn't. I don't really want to focus on that side of things. I, I wanted to go to what this app was about about dropping trout and whether yeah. or not that that something like this, you know, that sex uh, after losing your loved one, your your companion, your your spouse, um, if that is something that's more healing than a relationship. Um, yeah, I'm actually was checking it out while I was waiting for you to get online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And and you like you you think it's a, a pretty good idea? Yeah, I think so because there, there could be a possibility of a relationship depending upon the two people get together. If you hit it off or get it on, whatever. Yeah, nothing yeah. says that can't happen. But if you if you the best thing with anything and even in just dating in general is if you come in honestly yeah. and just say what you're looking for. Yeah, you avoid a lot of crap. Yeah, you do. We're, we're old, I'm older now, and it is hard. But you know, I'm the kind of guy that just will keep on focusing and keep on moving on. Um, I'm a great guy, and I'm available. All right, all right, all right Danny. Well, we're, 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 plans are in motion. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, let me go to uh, another widower. It's uh, Bob who's online. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Bob. What's Bob! up, man? Uh, well. 
the thing I was I was focusing on too was that um, the memory of your spouse. Okay. Yes. Sometimes it can be very difficult to jump in the sack with someone when you see the face of your other partner. Right. You've married 22 years, and yeah, when you have sex four or five times a week with your spouse, and then try and jump in the sack with someone else, it's it can be very difficult. Four or five um, times. That's that, that, that's yeah. that's lethal. Yeah, you guys <laughs> kept going. Yeah, got it. Wow. Good for you, man. Um, sometimes you can get the feeling of cheating. Okay. Uh, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely, yeah. Wow. So, I think it's totally sense. so far, it sounds like the, the men, women, the women are way more horny <laughs> than the guys. The, same thing. the dudes way. are all emotional and sensitive, and the yeah. girls just want to get laid. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? Hey, Bob, you come over to my house and watch Hallmark movies together. <laughs> I heard the one girl say that the guys are way more sensitive than new, and, and guess what? You have no idea because my wife died suddenly. Oh my God! Yeah, it was from an aneurysm. Wow, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, a month, in a, a month in a coma, my whole life changed in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I I had a friend yep, whose yep. whose wife died that exact same way, just in bed and, right. and just out of nowhere. Guys, yeah. guys, girls, both. Everybody can walk out there and just say, "Hey, who wants to f? Who wants to bang? Whatever." But then when it goes comes down to it, sometimes, like I said, it's a feeling of cheating. Okay. I completely wow. hear you, Bob. Man. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, appreciate it. That's uh, yeah, another perspective. Let me go to. Uh, let me, okay, this sounds interesting. Let me go to Erica. Hi, Erica. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, guys. Uh, hi, Erica. Hi, so you are a widow. Yeah. Er, I lost no, widow. No, she's a widow. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Sorry. I lost my husband at the age of 37. He's been gone eight years. And eight I have a seven-year-old when okay. it happened. Um, he was quadriplegic, but it happened very, very suddenly. Okay. Um, so it was definitely unexpected. And when I was coming up on the year mark, I was like, you know what? I need to get out there because I don't want to go through that first year anniversary just super-duper sad. So I went on Match, and I went on a couple really weird dates. Okay. The first date I went on, we went to a coffee shop, and this guy shook my hand 12 times within, like, a 20-minute period of time. Okay. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I just think it was the most appropriate way to touch you. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, then he proceeds to tell me, oh, by the way, if I, if I spend the night at your house, like, I might have to get up in the middle of the night because I work for a funeral home, and I go collect dead bodies. So oh. I was like, get out. Okay. Uh, this, this, okay. It's too much information. Yeah. We need to wrap this up. My mom's waiting for me in the car. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. So, Erica, what about, uh, and, and are you in a relationship now? Are you still single? What's the story? I, I'm in a relationship, but he's a divorcee. Okay. And just like the other caller said, it's totally different. Because yeah. I still have my wedding pictures up. Yeah. You know, my son's almost 16 now. So, we still talk about his dad every single day. Yeah. And he is the epitome of his father in a lot of ways. All right, let's say um, that you're you're let's say you weren't in the relationship with this guy. Oh my god, I I would absolutely jump on this. Attitude. How about that? There you go. Wow. Just a casual on. encounters well, and just to satisfy that itch, you know, scratch that itch so to speak. Well, the thing is and this is probably TMI, but because my husband was a quadriplegic, we had a very intimate relationship, but it wasn't sex in the traditional way. Right. Gotcha. So, but there's so, that connection. Yeah, I was like ready. <laughs> okay, I got you. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, Erica. We appreciate the call. Thank um, you. Right. Have a good. You do, too. Do, do you guys have a um, 
an agreement with uh, your spouses or significant others about, you know, how long. Uh, We've never talked about it. You can. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I feel like uh, my wife and I's conversation is more. Uh, it, it's probably I mean, it's probably serious, but, you know, a little bit more in jest. But it was like you got to wait at least a year. Okay. Uh, before you can. You yeah, know. I've heard of people having that yeah. kind of somewhat agreement. Maybe yeah. it's not a straight up serious thing, but yeah, kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. You better wait a year. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> when the last shovel pat occurs on the funeral block, <laughs> your bun's up kneeling. Uh, so here's, uh, here's some text. This one says, I lost my dad a year ago, and I really hope I don't hear my mom calling. <laughs> Another one says, these men are making me cry. Put on some more horny women, please. (laughs) She was like that caller. She was like, who knew men had feelings? I'm going to go to line one, you say, Casey? uh, Okay, I don't know. All right, uh, we'll go to line one. This is Marsha. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're good. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Good. Gadzooks to you. What's up, Marsha? Okay, so I've been widowed four years, and I did the dating apps, and I can concur with all that these people are saying. Only I found that the men that are on the dating apps, and I was talking even one of those, that Christian one. Yeah. Christian Mingle? Say, oh, my God. Yeah. They are the worst. The men are the worst. They're the ones who claim that they're separated. But, you know, they're not really separated because you can't really call them after five or text them. <laughs> oh, what a scam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and I um, I get hit on a lot. Like, I, I, I call them the milfers. I won't, I won't touch anybody under 40. I'm paranoid because I have a son who's 30, and I, mm. I just can't. I, yeah. I would picture it, it being one of his friends. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah, there's, which, um, it's, it's like that show yeah. where they, they, were, they, they, they end yes. up. It's a, it's a dating show. I don't know if you're familiar with this, Marsha, <laughs> but the, uh, um, that's the, the conceit milf- is that they end up. Is it Milf Island? Milf Island, I think it's called, yeah. yeah. Marsha, which friend? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait a second. Marsha, how about um, speaking to uh, this app and what it's all about? I was listening to it. I'm, 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 I'm really liking it. I'm, you know, I'm very curious about it. Um, I'd give, I'd given up dating now for the past almost a year because the men that I were meeting were, they were, they were so specific in their wants. The divorced ones were so angry and misogynist. Mm. I'm like, look, I'm not her. I just, you know, do you, do you? I just want to compare. There are times where I just want somebody to just. Crawl into bed with me and just hug me. That's that's all I need. Ah, um, got it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You and- know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want a full relationship. I mean, I was married for thirty and a half years, and right. I'm not trying to replace that. I just want, you know, a, a um, I want something, a friendship first, because he was my best friend, and I feel, mm-hmm. other than having the hole in your heart, I feel like I, I, I still feel like I've, I've lost. More than than just that marriage. We're gonna make you the the, the 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 we're gonna make you the uh, the pageant queen at our at our widow mixer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh you have a very God, sexy so voice, funny. by the way. The way you speak <laughs> yeah. is very sultry. Um, well, thank you. I get that a lot too. If they call, I I, I get that. I actually wanted to be in radio. So oh, oh, there you go. Drop it down a little lower. <laughs> Um, but but yeah so so a casual uh thing instead of diving right into a relationship seems maybe appealing have you you ever just a quick question marcia have you ever tried that that service that's just it's just lunch i think Uh, you know where you uh they arrange lunch dates so it's there's really i i had it i just went on the regular apps um i 
I just thought, okay, I just wanted to meet people sort of within my age range, like right. 10, you know, 10 years and, and see. And most of the, the men that I was meeting, they were, I would say, between 45 to 55, which is my range. And very nice, but you could tell there was something just a little shady. <laughs> okay. Or, or, or I'm a curvy woman, and, um, you know, I would say that on my app. I'm a curvy woman. If you like curves, this, this is, you know, I'm for you. Yeah. I'm healthy. I, I like to do out, outside things, you know, blah, 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 hiking, blah, blah, blah. And still, I mean, I went on a date with this guy three times, and by the third time, he was screaming at me about eating potatoes. I'm like, look, I didn't want them. I wanted grilled vegetables. They didn't have it. <laughs> oh, my God. A pota- you don't need a potato. I'm like, no, I don't need a potato. But like, if this is going to set you off, <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, oh, it just kills me. Oh, you you got to be grateful that they reveal themselves that early. Though. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Let it be over the potato, though, Good when they point. introduce you to their wife. Yeah, yeah. point. Yeah. Well, no, 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 he was he was divorced and he was angry. But the the best part was, I was out one night with a friend at a bar at a, at a restaurant, and we were at the bar waiting to be seated, and I see him with this. I think she may be 25 um, and as skinny as a rail, but, you know, had flotation devices that were pretty big. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was not looking for a mature woman at all. Right. Okay, right. He could have cared less. All right. Well, know. we got to wrap, Marsha, but uh, thank you for your call. Thank and you. Uh, stay tuned if we end up slapping together a uh, little get-together with uh, widows and widowers. Cause I like that. I'll be in touch with Nick. All right. Thank <laughs> you, Marsha. Appreciate that. Ooh, Nick. Hey. All right. I'll be in touch. Hey. All right. One la- can I go to one last call? Because no. No, hang on. No. I'm, is I'm it very, the end or is it just another step? This is the end. It's the end. Right, Bruce had lost right, his wife and he likes the sound of the, he thinks the app sounds great. And, uh, but that so was. So what do we do? That would have been, that would have been one guy out of the, all the calls <laughs> that we took that, that is <laughs> into this as well. Yeah. <laughs> but the women are, you guys are horn dogs, man. Yeah. And, and ready rock to go. on. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's called Widow's Fire. Uh, if you are interested in that. Uh, so I, I was not aware of that term and that apparently that is a, uh, that's a real thing. So They're on Instagram, too, uh, although it's a private account, which I always find interesting. So you have to request to be on. But once you join the Instagram account, maybe you can meet people that way as well. Perhaps that's how they put up a little bit of a wall. That's what I'm thinking. So you don't have the, yeah. the horn dogs there. All right, well, I didn't know this was going to take off like it did, so that's the only thing I had you in my know. stream of consciousness. <laughs> that's how erratic this can be. That's right. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second because we do have uh, the... More things to do. ...concert keyword for cash, and uh, we have the Bizarre File and more. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and top soil. It's manufactured on-site, and they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets available. You can visit mulchthis.com for all of the details. Uh, an eight-year-old boy in Michigan who got lost while camping with his family spent two days fending for himself before rescuers found him on Monday. Uh, Nanti Niemi went missing in the Porcupine Mountains Wilderness State Park of Michigan's Upper Peninsula the Porcupine. on Saturday afternoon. And the boy went off to collect firewood, but he did not return to his family's campsite, prompting them to call police. Police mobilized a search wow. and rescue party of more than 150 people, as well as canine units and aviation to search roughly 40 square miles. He was area. able, President, to live on the on the beans he'd put in his flashlight. Oh, <laughs> that's an old standard survival Yeah, that's technique. a Brady Bunch trick. Uh, but they did it on foot. And from the area, from the air. On Monday afternoon, a search volunteer located Niemi cuddled under a log about two miles away from the campsite. Uh, he had uh, braved the elements by taking shelter under a log where he was ultimately found, and he's in good health and reunited with his family. It's amazing. According to a statement, yeah. Many had asked how the second grader survived in the woods where temperatures were in the 30s and 40s. Uh, a lieutenant said that the boy told them that he covered up with branches and leaves for warmth and also blanketed the log he was under. It's pretty resourceful. Totally. He didn't have any food, but he ate clean snow for hydration. That's a smart kid, man. And he, he built a, a car out of berries. Wow. Uh, officials also said the boy had walked a trail until it dead ended, at which point he decided the best thing he could do was to stop and wait. Uh, the volunteers who found him also offered to carry him out of the woods, but uh, Niemi told the guys who found him that he wanted to walk on his own, so he did. Sheldon, I think that human boy is lost. <laughs> uh, so, hang on a second. Let me find another story a little bit further in, but it's similar, and Steve Berries are involved ah, in this one. A I'm se- the Nostradamus of this show. A 73-year-old Tasmanian woman who spent two freezing nights, just like this kid, 
trapped alone in a blackberry bush ah. on the side of a road after leaving her crash car is, quote, a very tough lady, according to her rescue. You can't eat blackberries, can you, on a, a, a sure you wild can. bush Absolutely. like that? Yeah, we used to, when I lived in South Carolina, they grew all over the place. We used to go pick them and eat them what all the What are the time. berries you can't eat that look like blackberries? That I don't know. Okay. Uh, so after a weekend that featured some of the coldest nights in Tasmania in recent Sheldon, weeks. I think there's a woman inside that bush. A Tasmania. <laughs> Tasmania Fire Service Leave me alone. Officer uh, Brendan Burridge made the discovery while driving in the state central highlands. Uh, the firefighter had already unknowingly driven past the crash site once on Monday morning, but it was the second time he came back and he spotted something. He said, I'd already gone through uh, where an hour before the other truck I was uh, taking up and I didn't see a thing. Wow. Uh, but when I was coming up the other way in a bit bigger truck, I was able to sort of look down over the bank, and I thought, oh, there's a car over there. My so, uncle has a truck that's a little bit smaller. I saw a light on in the car, uh, like a taillight, so I pulled up on this narrow piece of road, put the lights on the truck, and walked back up toward the car. And when I got closer, I could hear the sounds coming from a thorny blackberry bush hmm. near the car and realized there was a woman injured nearby. So I said I busted my way down into the bush and came across a lady who was laying down in a drain amongst all the blackberries. Wait a second. So we're looking at the, the edible berries are the Ole, O'Leary berries, Marion berry, who is also the uh, mayor of uh, yeah. D.C., <laughs> boysenberry, loganberry, and dewberry. So they're all edible. Oh, and, okay. So Try some in. more. The strawberries <laughs> taste like strawberries. The snozberries <laughs> taste like snozberries. Well done. <laughs> Mr. Burridge told the woman that he was going to get some blankets and a first aid kit from his truck. I was supposed to do something. What was it? He said she apparently, uh, she appeared terribly cold. She didn't look well. The woman told Mr. Burridge she'd been stuck in the bush since Saturday afternoon, two nights ago. Uh, the closest weather station recorded bone-chilling overnight temperatures of 0.2 degrees Celsius, so around 32 degrees mm. uh, overnight. That's and, amazing. Uh, she was on her way to visit a friend just 20 minutes away from where she was found. Uh, the woman said after the crash she attempted to get out of the vehicle and became disoriented and stuck in the bushes. Uh, Mr. Bird said because she's an elderly lady, she struggled with the blackberries, which are really unforgiving. He said even I struggled to get down to her. They Probably make me poop. <laughs> The blackberries do? Absolutely. <laughs> Any kind of berry, Nick. <laughs> and it's bad. He said he initially <laughs> used a pair of first aid scissors to cut her free. He said she had a few blackberry thorns embedded in the back of her head. In my ass! He said he was grateful that he had training and equipment and was able to uh, assist. So uh, she had apparently swerved to uh, avoid hitting an animal. And that's a how duck. she ended up in the ditch. It was a duck. <laughs> Uh, a voyeuristic cruise ship passenger was caught on his own hidden camera videos installing and adjusting the device that recorded some 150 victims, dozens of them minors, in various stages of undress, according to the FBI. Was this in, like, one particular stateroom? No, it was in a, uh, it was in a bathroom. In so, a bathroom? Well, it was in, it was in a, uh, the bathroom for the pool. Oh. So a lot wow. of people came through there. Creepy. So, Jeremy uh, Froyas is a married father of two. Uh, and he boarded uh, Royal Caribbean ship Harmony of the Sea in Miami on April 29th, recorded videos of passengers' naked genitals, buttocks, and female breasts until he was caught. This um, is my husband, Jeremy. He likes to record videos of people pooping. On the night of first. <laughs> well, it's just a hobby. Uh, the cruise... Had, oh, don't make too much of it, man. Uh, she goes, talks a mile a minute when she gets on my hobby. Uh, the cruise... <laughs> I'm basically into defecation, urination, and watching kids do it. Uh, the, <laughs> what do you do? Oh, my God. 
So you collect stamps. <laughs> the cruise included planned stops in uh, St. Martin, San Juan, and the Bahamas before it was scheduled to return to Miami a week later. So the complaint included several pictures of what appears to be a unisex public bathroom near the cruise ship's pool area. One of the photos showed the device that one passenger reported uh, to the ship's crew. Uh, Froyas allegedly installed the device the day after he boarded the cruise, and authorities credited a passenger for noticing and reporting a camera. Investigators said they have reason to believe the defendant was watching the camera feed on his Apple iPhone 14 Pro Max and alleged that the suspect was visible on his own illicit recordings, hiding the camera and adjusting the angle of the camera so it focuses on the area of the toilet. Wow. Well, yeah, uh, uh, but the truth is cameras now and and very capable surveillance cameras are so small. Yeah. You have to have a very keen eye to pick them out. So the cruise ship apparently confronted him and interviewed the defendant after the camera discovered and he allegedly confessed. He now faces federal charges of video voyeurism and attempted possession of child exploitation material. I'm Chuck Berry, and I approve of this act. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and that's all we have time for in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, uh, speaking of time, you got a little less than five minutes remaining uh, to enter the word luck for MMR's concert cash giveaway. The word is luck, L-U-C-K. So make sure that you do that. Now, remember, we're running out of time because we wrap this up tomorrow. It's sponsored by Meineke, and we want you to win that money. So enter it at WMMR.com through the MMR app or text it to 45911. We're going to take a break. Be back in just a moment. Don't forget our friend Adam Goldberg on the show. Yes. Uh, as well as the Beretta Brothers. And we're going to be talking about the Muppets Mayhem with them when we return in a little. Well, that'll be around 9 o'clock. We'll be, at, be back in a second. Shut up. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. So we have uh, some prizes to give away. So we thought maybe a contest might be something to do. And I don't know if you know it, but uh, today is the 11th of May. So may the 11th be with you. This, um, you're going to probably realize this was pieced together in the last second. Maybe. But I love the concept because I don't think any one date in May should get all the attention. Agreed. Thank you. It doesn't seem fair. Casey jokingly said, may the 11th be with you. I'm like, there might be something there. Uh Uh, So I have pieced together a series of trivia questions that all revolve around the number 11. Uh And you you said it was actually pretty enlightening putting them together. You didn't realize what a dazzling number 11 is. It is quite dazzling. Uh, I mean, it's two ones. uh, It is. Yeah. Next to each other. There are a lot of interesting facts about the number 11 and and where 11 falls in history. Just, just to go along with this. Uh, 215263 WMMR. Marissa, can you do me a favor and see if there was a schoolhouse rock that had to do with the number 11? I uh, believe there was. 11 a, is a magic number. No, that was three. I have 11 songs. Um, uh, this is 1111. 11, 11. Uh, but I, I can't remember what that one schoolhouse rock was. Man and a woman had nine children. <laughs> I have an 11 story. If you we're do. going to kill time at some point. All right. Well, we know who our favorite 11. Well, I don't, it might be a question, so I don't want to break yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, uh, don't want any crazy random 11 stuff. So let's uh, let's get some callers on the line. I'll ask you a trivia question about the number 11. If you get it right, then we've got a series of very cool prizes uh, to give away. Nick, does your, is your 11 a spoiler? Or do you may nope. be Okay. So I, I went to Bucknell University, and we had this little cafe called the Bison Cafe. And when you would order at the Bison Cafe, you would get a number. 
and uh, they would bring out the food for you. And and so your number, uh, Steve would order a burger, and it would be uh, all right. Your number is nine three three, and then you would go in and you pick it up, right? And this, uh, so my friend Dave and I are sitting in the cafe waiting for our orders to be picked up, and the guy gets on the little PA and he says. Order number 1111, your order is ready. And nobody came and picked it up. And about five minutes later, he gets on the microphone again and he says, Order number 1111, your order is ready. And still, nobody came and picked it up. And about five minutes after that, the guy gets on the microphone and he goes, If you don't come up and if you don't come and pick up your food, I'm just going to say this over and over. And then he goes, 1111, 1111, 1111, 1111, 1111. And he did it nonstop without breaking a beat for a good, I don't know, 90 seconds. Over and over and over. It was and so Dave and I just sat there and laughed our asses off. And there's just a little moment in time that I will never forget. You'll never forget. Did anybody ever pick up their food? No. And he ordered a bison burger and he never got it. A bison burger. I know. At that point I would have got up and just claimed I was Yeah. You know? Yeah. At that point. That's my eleven story. All right. That's his first question. Well, let's uh let's go to the phones and try this out. And see if we can get some answers about uh, the number 11-215-263-WMMR is a number. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll try this out. Uh, I'm going to go to Ashley, first and foremost. Hi there, Ashley. Hi, good morning. Uh, good morning. All right, Ashley, this is all about the number of 11, so I'm going to throw a question to you. You ready? Yep. Okay, we'll start with this one. I think it's pretty easy, but you never know. Apollo 11 was the first manned space mission to do what? Go to the moon. Go to the moon, land on the moon. We'll take it, yes, absolutely. Yeah! That was a nail-biter. Ashley, hang on. Here's what we have for you. Ashley, we have a pair of tickets to see Sam Morrill, the class act tour. That's going to be this Saturday, May 13th, at the Miller Theater, which is formerly the Merriam Theater. Tickets are still available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. I would like to suggest something that has to do with the the lunar missions. Uh, My dad and I are currently watching this. It's on HBO Max, and it was produced by... Tom Hanks, and it is called From the Earth to the Moon. It's excellent. It is brilliant. Uh, it is 12 episodes, or each an hour long, and each episode takes a different facet of the moon programs, whether it be a mission or it's about the geological, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, things they, had, they needed to learn. Yeah. Or about the media's role in it, or about the engineers, or just about the lunar, uh, uh, the lunar module. It is fantastic, and I'm so happy that we're watching it. It is great. Never seen it before. Seen it a couple times. All right, let's go next to Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Gadzooks, Gadzooks to you. All right, Tom. Here's your question about the number eleven. What New York monument stands on an eleven-pointed star? I think about it. What really big New York Statue of Liberty? Yeah, you knew it. That is correct. Hang on the line. Here's what we have for you. All right, we got Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves on digital. Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez starring this hilarious and action-packed adventure where a band of unlikely heroes must undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic. You can buy or rent it on digital today. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. And it's pressed and approved. Yes, definitely. Uh, and by the way, the Statue of Liberty, I, I was looking at um, apparently the, the, the statue... 
and then there's a pedestal, and then there's this star underneath, and then a bidet. And then a bidet. Keep bidet. Yeah, yeah. But those all have separate names to them. Yes. I didn't know that. They're the 69 Mets. The, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, it's a tribute to them. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. No idea. I don't know what those are. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. It, it had a specific name to it, yeah. and I, I didn't write that down, but I found that kind of fascinating. It was the the uh, the lockers. About the, the, the number 11. All right, well, we'll go next to Bill. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, made is an onion. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry I stepped on that. That was a good one, brother. All right, so here is the question that I have for you, Bill. Let's see if you can get it right. Eleven is the card of strength and justice in what kind of psychic card deck? Oh, my God. Uh... Psychic card deck, he said, is what the gentleman just said on this show. Uh... Yeah, uh, a tarot card? That is correct, hey! yeah. Hey! I tried not to make these too I tried not to make them too No, it's yeah. nice, and we're trying to move product, too. All right, Bill, here's what we got for you. You got a case of Victor Motel Paloma. <laughs> you got yourself. Yeah, you got that. You got to try Victory Brewing's Motel Paloma. It's the beer of the summer. Grapefruit, blood orange, and tangy lime. Super crushable, and it's out now. Victory's Motel Paloma. All right. Uh, next call up, we will go to Matt. Hey there, Matt. Can we please forget about the moose for a moment? <laughs> for a moment. Well done. All right. Here's your question for May the 11th be with you, Matt. <laughs> uh, in mathematics, 11 is an odd two-digit number, but it is also part of what special group of numbers? It's a prime number. That is correct. Yeah. You're correct. We've got some winners today. Yeah. And I actually, I had to do a little, I had to do uh, some correction on this because I had pulled up a, uh, a, a listing of interesting facts about the number 11. And it said that 11 was the smallest prime number, which is not, not true. true. That's it's untrue. It's ridiculous. Two is the smallest well, prime. Isn't one a prime? One is a well, I guess, well, I don't no, think no, no, one, I don't think one, one is yeah, because it's one times one is one. one. Right, yeah. right. Yep. So, uh, but it is the it is the smallest two-digit number. Yes. Oh, prime number. But they didn't make that uh, specification. They, they messed it up. So some of this information may be incorrect. I don't know about that. Well, well this is correct. All right. Uh, Matt won himself a case of Victory Paloma. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Motel Paloma. you got to try Victory Brewing's Motel Paloma. It is the beer of the summer. It's grapefruit, blood orange, tangy lime, super crushable. It's out of Victory Motel Paloma. All right. Now, this one I think is kind of difficult. Uh, right. Let's see if we can get a winner, though. And uh, Rocco is a good person to go to for that. Hey, Rocco. Hey, good morning. Morning, bud. All right. So here's your question about the number 11. Which war... Ended on the eleventh day of the eleventh month of the ele- at the eleventh hour. About the war in nineteen eleven. That is incorrect. Oh, man. <laughs> Good guess. Why not? No, that is <laughs> just that for is the not. hell of it. All right, we'll go to Kevin. See if Kevin can get it. Yo, Kev. Yes, sir. Sorry to call you guys from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. Yeah, that sounds um, fine. Do can what you, you got to do, Kev. All right, the question is, what war ended on the 11th day of the 11th month at the 11th hour? That would be World War One. Very well done, sir. Are you mid-poop right now? Flush for us. <laughs> Steve wants to hear a flush. Right. Answer all my best questions. Are you, you don't get your prize until you flush the toilet. 
All right, let me let me go run to the bathroom then. Oh, oh he's a liar. Hang on, Kevin. It's all good. Right, Kevin, he, even though he's a liar, uh, we're going to give him our final pair of tickets to see Samarill, the class act tour. That's going to be this Saturday at the Miller Theater, formerly the Merriam Theater. And tickets are on sale and available right now at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. All right, we will go next to Jim. Probably got a prize right here. That was Kevin, yeah. the liar whore. He knows it. Liar whore, liar whore, you know it. All right, uh, so Jim, here's your question about the number 11. What massive country has 11 time zones? Hmm. 11 time zones? Yeah. 11 time zones, what massive right. country? I'm going to have to say uh, China. That is incorrect. Oh, man. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. We'll go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Yoo-hoo! Yeah. All right, Chris, what massive country has exactly 11 time zones? Um, just to guess, Canada. No. Ah, it's a good guess. Not sure how many Canada has. Is um, it this, Preston? No, it is not Ben Franklin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for playing, Steve. We'll go to Josh. Third one in. Hey, Josh. Mm, Black Finger, the captain you are. <laughs> Black Finger, the captain you are? Yeah. Fantastic. Like thank you, Captain uh, Black Fingers. All right, Josh, 11 time zones. Antarctica. Oh, uh, no. Uh that's that's a continent. It's not a country. Right. I have no idea how many time zones huh. Antarctica has. But thank you anyway, uh, Josh. Appreciate Is it. Is Antarctica a country and a continent? That's like, a good uh, question. Like it's not a country. Not a country. No, it's it's not a country. International territory. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a country. By the way, I've been really enjoying all the deepfake Arnold stuff. They're phenomenal. That has been popping up yeah. left and right. In fact, I saw one, and, and I didn't have the audio on. It's Eric Burden's birthday today. And they deep faked him. It's Arnold singing House of the Rising Sun. Oh All I saw was the face and the black and white video. I need to see this. Oh, what you have to see is the uh, is the Annie one from the movie Annie. Oh, no. So Schwarzenegger's Annie. Joe Rogan is Daddy Warbucks. Oh, my God. And Stallone is the love interest. Oh, no. I do need to see that. And there's uh, the... Hill, the yeah, sound music. music. Yeah. That the the mountains fun. look like boobies. Uh, yes. All right, let's. <laughs> the mountains look like boobies. Uh, I have Mike, who we're going to try out this question on. Hey, Mike. Come on, Jack. Look at my boobies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what massive country has exactly eleven time zones? Mother of Russia. Russia. Yeah. That is correct. Simple question. Mike, here's what we have for you. Mike, you got Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves on digital. Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez star in this hilarious and action-packed adventure where a band of unlikely heroes must undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic. You can buy this or rent it on digital today, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. All right, we're playing May the 11th Be With You because the 4th shouldn't get all of the love. I don't think it's fair. And uh, Marissa found the Schoolhouse Rock uh, 11 song, so let's see if this rings a bell. Never gave me any trouble till after nine. I remember this. Good 11. Good, 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 good 11. Mm-hmm. 11 will always be a friend of mine. Now, when you get a chance to multiply by 11. 11. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't one of the more popular. Yes, no. multiply by one. You don't even have to use a pencil when you use 11. 
Alright, let's go to our next caller. It is uh Mark. Hey Mark, good morning. I have eleven testicles. <laughs> I have eleven testicles. <laughs> oh dear lord, that's a horrible I have three testicles. Mark, here's your question about the number eleven. Three films have won the most Oscars at eleven. They are as follows Ben Hur, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and this ocean going film. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> oh, my God. No. It is not Ocean's Eleven. Oh, that's a guess, good though. guess. Poor guy. Sorry, man. He was oh. right there. I like uh, the effort. I didn't even think of that. All right, let's go to John <laughs> next. Hey, John. Hi. Hi, bud. Hi. All right, so three films have won the most Oscars at 11. They are Ben-Hur, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and this ocean-going film. Um, Titanic. That yeah. is correct, sir. <laughs> 11 Oscars. So hang on the line. We'll get your information. I love it. And we'll we set you up with a prize. Got a case of Victory Motel Paloma. You got to try Victory Brewing's Motel Paloma. It's the beer of the summer. Grapefruit, blood orange, tangy lime, and it is super crushable. And out now, Victory's Motel Paloma. By the way, I just want to point out that I came up with 11 questions. You did? Ah. About 11. We, so, can, we can add a couple more if we need to. Were there to. more questions on the site? No, in fact, I had to dig around quite a bit. Son of a bitch! I only found like five, and then I was like, "Okay, well, what's I happening to I, the I, internet?" I need more than that, <laughs> and so I dug around. And I found found some other interesting elevens. Good for you. I mean, it's cool. So let me go next to Joe uh, to try this out. Joe, good morning, sir. Good morning. All right, so here is your eleven question. This one's kind of interesting. Which Canadian coin has eleven sides? The mm. loony. The loony is correct, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Hang well on. done, Joe. Just a second, Joe, because we got a prize for you. The loony is uh, it's like angled instead of being completely round. And I don't know what you would call uh, a shape that has 11 sides. Nick, do you have any idea? Nope. Okay. No. It's a... It's a poly... Urethane. Thing. No, not polyurethane. <laughs> a hendic... Hendekagon. Hendekagon. I went there this weekend. Hendekagon. Uh, oh, all right. Hendekagon. That yeah. makes more sense, yeah. Do you all know right. what they call the $2 coin in uh, Canada? A toonie? A toonie, yeah. For real? Yep. I was just so making see, that up. Looney no, is the connecting, uh, right? Is that, is that the suffix? Well, no, Looney because it has a loon, a picture of a loon right. on it. And the toonie because... It's a $2 coin. $2. Huh. Oh. Huh. You learn stuff. You do yeah. learn so stuff. So what's $100? 100 uh, hundred uni? I don't think they got that coin. All right, what do we have for our winner, Joe? Joe, we are giving you our final case of Victory Hotel Paloma. You got to try Victory Brewing's Motel Paloma. It's the beer of the summer. It's grapefruit, blood orange, and tangy lime. Super crushable. And out now, Victory Joe, Motel I love you. Paloma. <laughs> I thought it was so wild. Speaking of balloons, that, that story we had in the Bizarre File the other day, that of balloons that were falling out of the sky. Uh-huh. Yes. And that they, they don't have the ability to walk on land. We saw footage of them. Yeah. Um, uh, sort of stumbling along. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were actually asking people to go down and help them. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy. No, I didn't. <laughs> couldn't believe it. Uh, all right. So here's. Oh, we have we have Arnold singing House of the Rising. Right. <laughs> Hang on. Here we go. There is a house in New Orleans. <laughs> they call the Rising Sun. <laughs> Best impression. A ruin of many a poor boy. With God, I know I want to. 
Um, so, th- I, I oh. Brian, I guess that's the guy, Monarch, who does the um, the Arnold impression. It's the best Arnold impression I've ever heard. It, I mean, he gets every nuance in there. This guy who's I doing that? Because okay. he has a YouTube channel that's about 50 of these Arnold okay. videos. Uh, you know what, what impression I've been, uh, and, and it's starting to spread now uh, more because I've seen a couple different comedians do it, but the... Uh, uh, is the um, Mark Wahlberg oh, impression? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, it's just <laughs> it's great, and I never realized you never realize that people speak the way they do until you hear someone do an impression. Do an impression, of them. yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, I didn't know it stood out that much. <laughs> sure. Oh. All right, let's go to Adam. Hey, Adam. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it to you. Oh, by the way. We have a. What? Oh yeah. We haven't done the good morning it thing. We have a new good oh, morning yes. thing for me uh, and a rejoinder. It happened the other day. We'll, we'll play it in a second here. All right, Adam. Here's your eleven question. Uh, in Lord of the Rings, what meal comes after second breakfast? Elevenies. <laughs> Elevenies. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Close yeah. enough. Hang on just a second. Adam, here's what we have for you. All right, so we have Evil Dead Rising on digital. Evil evolves in Evil Dead Rise, and that is a tale of two estranged sisters in a primal battle for survival. It's own, you can own it now on digital. I have an idea. Why don't you stop aging? So we had uh, boxer Michael Spinks in here earlier this week, <laughs> and uh, before the interview even started, um, we, we spoke to him briefly off air, and I knew that he was going to be a man of few words. Yes. And so I was thinking about that, and because that makes for a difficult interview. Yeah. Uh, when you have somebody who's not a talker. And so when I was getting ready to introduce him, <laughs> um, I was kind of distracted yeah. by, by thinking, oh, great, this is going to be a tough interview. And I, did, I realized I said this, and nobody picked up on it. Somebody did email me about it. Uh-huh. And uh, this is how I greeted him. When we started the interview. Good morning to see you. <laughs> Good morning to see you. Uh-huh. By the way, we picked up on it, but you were having a rough day that morning. Thank so we you. just didn't yeah. say anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And technically, it is still a compliment to say it is a good morning to see you. Yeah. Good morning to see you, Michael. So <laughs> You can hear at the end, yeah. you realize. Michael, hey, Michael oh, what did I just say? Oh, my God. Now we're going to start an interview with someone who doesn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe the response to good morning it is good morning to see you. Good morning it. Good, good morning, morning to see you. Oh my god, we're so stupid. We are creating our own language Seriously. and then one we will tr- we will teach to Michael Spinks so that the next time he comes he in here we'll have more to talk. He's a very nice gentleman but uh, sparse uh, communication. So if you do say good morning it, I I will try my best to remember to respond with good morning to see you. All right? So All right. I just want to lay that out there. All right. Couple more questions uh, concerning the number eleven because it's May the eleventh. View, uh, sorry, Casey. What was no, that? I, I can't. Okay. It's on the same channel. All right, let me go to John. I have John on the line. Hey, John. Good morning. What's up, Presbo? Yo, buddy. All right, John. Here's your question. I find this to be one of the easiest ones on the list. In what movie do we find amps that go to eleven? This is Final Tap. That is In fact, he gave the full title. I appreciate that. All right, John, here's what we have for you. We have Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves on Digital, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, starring this hilarious and action-packed adventure where a band of unlikely heroes must undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic. You can buy it or rent it on digital today, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. All right, and then the last question that I have. The last question. When I had initially uh, searched for 11s, I typed in the words uh, famous 11s. 
And the first thing it came up was just all sports stars oh, yeah, yeah. wearing the number 11. But you didn't want that, did you? No, nope, so I, I left one on here. Uh, I've, in case, do we have more? I mean, I, I, I can come up with a couple more 11 questions if we need to, or should we just wrap after this one? And we should wrap. Okay, so this indeed will be the last one. Right, He's so deep sixing your 11. We will go to uh, Brian to see if he can win. Hey, Brian. He's wrong, suck! And that's fantastic on 933. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. We I didn't hear what yet. he said. The roads suck. Oh, the roads suck. <laughs> yes. All right, so here we go, Brian, with your question. Which NHL star who wore the number 11 is the only player to captain two Stanley Cup winning teams with the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers? Cool. Uh, well, Wayne Gretzky. That is incorrect. Mm. He was 99. But uh, this this might be he one was of the, old. the tougher ones. No, he was 99 oh. years old. He wore the number 99. <laughs> All right, Brendan, are you there? Hello. All right, Brendan. So, which NHL star who wore the number 11 is the only player to captain two Stanley Cup winning teams with the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers? Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh... I suck at sports. I'll uh, give you a clue. Uh, his his name is alliterative, meaning it starts uh, his first name and last name start with the uh, same letter. Mark Messier. Very there good. Go. Mark Messier. You did it. Hang on just a second, Brendan. Here's what we have for you. You got Evil Dead Rise on digital. Yeah. Evil Evolves mm. in Evil Dead Rise, a tale of two <laughs> estranged sisters in a primal battle for survival. Those are evil. You can own it now on digital. Yeah. All right. 11 uh, 11. All right. Yeah. We did uh, that. Yeah, the honor to be with you. So. Uh, I enjoyed that. Thank you for le- allowing me to share these interesting facts about the number 11 with you this morning. And may the 11th be with you. And may the 11th be with you. Correct. All right. So we're going to take a break. When we get back, some uh, cool people are going to be joining us. The Beretta Brothers, who we've had on many times throughout the years. Uh, children's author and uh, actor and voice actor for The Muppets. Yes. Uh, and also Adam Goldberg, and they are promoting The Muppets Mayhem, uh, which is now available on Disney+. Plus. So when we come back, we'll talk to those guys. Stay with us. We'll return in just a little bit. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have three people that are joining us for this particular interview, and they're spread across the United States as we speak. Luminaries, each yes. of them. Yes, they are. And... They all have the Muppets in common. Uh, here to speak on many things, including the new Muppets uh, presentation, The Muppets Mayhem, which is available on Disney+. Plus. Steve, you've already seen it. Five episodes. Five. And uh, did you watch all of them? Or are you There's a couple, a couple more left. Yes. Okay, excellent. Well, we're excited to welcome first in our studio, Mr. Gene Barrett. Hey! This is what I get to do. <laughs> nice to see you again, so Gene. Nice to be back on the Pretzel and Steve show. <laughs> you heard that, did you? Very well done. Uh, Gene, a, uh, a children's book author, and actually brought in, is this your newest book? Yeah. The one they brought, it's called Starring Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And it's essentially Spielberg's life story. It's, this stuff um, is great. It's it's beautifully illustrated. Uh, Craig Orbach is the illustrator, but uh, Gene is the story writer. 
Uh, and this is a really cool book. I love Thank this. You. Thank you. It's been doing well. Excellent. Uh, and along with Gene, but joining us uh, elsewhere in the country, uh, we would like to welcome, and we've had him on the show a number of times, Bill Beretta. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> nice to have you on, uh, Bill, uh, the voice of many uh, characters from uh, the Muppets, including uh, Dr. Teeth. Yes. Uh, Pepe the King, Prawn, ra- Prawn uh, Dog, Swiss Chef, among others. And we've had the pleasure of talking to Bill on a few occasions. And a third... I'm sorry I couldn't be in there, guy. I apologize. I- I'm actually stuck on the Schuylkill. Oh, you're stuck on the Schuylkill right now? We understand. That could be a lifelong thing. It very well could be. Uh, and also joining us, uh, he is the one of the show's creators and executive producers, along with many other things, including the Goldbergs. Please welcome Adam Goldberg. Thank you for having me. Nice to have you on again, Adam. Your mom was busy, so we got you (laughs) instead. (laughs) She's the real star. How how is mom doing? Man, do we love talking to her. Uh, She is on Cameo. That's um, if you you want to overpay to have a Jewish mom uh, ramble at you. Um, Dude, that's perfect. That's exactly what she should be doing. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Cameo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I'll start the interview right off by saying I believe this is the best iteration of the Muppets since the original Jim Henson Muppet shows. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank you. I was surprised, guys, that, um, first off, you, you love them anyway, but you say sometimes... You know, will it, will it be a case of, well, it's just a nostalgia and then that'll wear out. This show has heart and um, I and it's really well done. And I found myself laughing out loud a number of times. And, uh, you know, so well done. Was, was the original um, thought to do it as a movie and, and then you switched to TV series? How, what was the initial genesis of this? Take it, Bill. Oh, uh, no, no, actually, um, it, it's actually a really... Interesting story because uh, we had done a uh, a concert at Outside Lands back in 2016 with the band. We actually played <laughs> a 25 minute set live in what turned out to be about 30,000 people. Wow! And I uh, just couldn't believe the the people that showed up to come and see this. You know, there was other bands playing, but they all came to our stage. And I just thought at the time, wow, you know, this is amazing. Maybe we should take them on tour. And then I thought, and I thought, maybe we should do a show about them on tour. So I pitched it to the Muppet Studios at that time, and uh, it was a fun idea, and we were talking about it. And then the the uh, the heads of the uh, department um, changed over, and I pitched it again, and we are talking about it. This is like 2019. And um, what I didn't know was that Adam and his longtime friend and collaborator, Jeff Yorks, who was also co-creator with us uh, on the show, we're working on uh, Electric Mayhem idea for a show. And so the Muppet Studios thankfully put the three of us together, and their idea was to do uh, an album. They had never done, you know, the band had never done an album before their first album, which was a great way in. And so um, it was not as a movie, but uh, as a TV show. Right. But we did, we, did, we did write it, in a sense, as a big, long movie because we wrote it ahead of time. Well, that's so. That's sort yeah, of the conceit yeah. of the series, uh, Bill and uh, Adam. Is that is that the uh, the band is always perpetually on tour, and this yeah. uh, failing uh, sort of uh, record company. I think it's uh, what is it, Wax um, Wax Town, Wax Town Records. Uh, there's a young um, up and comer, uh, and she realizes that they're still owed an album 
from the band and gets in touch with them, and, and so begins the, uh, the the journey. And speaking of music, which figures prominently in the series, and and great song selections. Uh, you, you act, there's obviously you're, there's songs that we know that are being covered in originals, but I saw on the list of credits, Michael Giacchino and um, Mick Giacchino, yeah. and 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 what sway does Michael Giacchino have over this? Uh, he, I mean, it's really funny. We we just had this amazing team because this the Electric Mayhem, obviously, it's a band, so the show's going to be really musical. So we just had an amazing team and. Everyone you generally with Muppets go to wants to be involved. So it's like, we wanted to have a composer. So we went to the best <laughs> one and he was like, I want to do this. And that, that was, you know, the Giacchino's like, uh, they jumped on board. We had Linda Perry um, writing music for us. Uh, there was longtime Muppet composers who, who've done, been working with the Muppets for ages uh, they help. They help. They you know. Yeah, Mitchell, in, so. yeah. It's it's, yeah. in, it's incredibly impressive to see because Michael Giacchino is a friend of the show here as well, and and you know we we know uh, you know the Giacchino extended family. Uh, Linda oh, Perry's yeah. a massive get, but guys are you know going through the list. Can I just of, add one little. Can sure, I just say one please. Little thing? Uh, actually, and Linda even got Ringo Starr to play drums on one of the original songs. Oh, are you friggin' kidding? That? Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well. Watching the show, and I'm, again, I'm five in, uh, and uh, there uh, you have people like Chris Stapleton, Lil Nas X, Tommy Lee, Billy Corrigan, uh, Steve Aoki, <laughs> Dead Mouse, Zed, uh, Kesha, Ziggy Marley, Danny Trejo popping up. Yeah. That's half the thrill of seeing. So I have to imagine when you come to any of these people, and I'll, I'll direct this at you, Adam, as executive producer, and you say you have a Muppets project, you don't get a lot of uh, resistance, correct? Um, we we didn't. The only thing that was hard was that a, when we were shooting, it was like we were just coming out of COVID. So all the musicians had been sitting around for like two years and everyone went out on tour to make money. So that was really the only thing we hit was that a lot of the musicians we went to were just spread out across the world and not available. But, um, yeah, there's so much Muppet love that it's it is. <laughs> much easier to get people. Um, yeah, you guys can aim as high. You can aim as high as you want, right? Exactly. Oh yeah, they yeah. love. Yeah, <laughs> people just you know everybody feels the Muppets in their little heart and soul, you know, in their own way, and so they just want to be a part and come and play. This, this, and, yeah. and and Bill, I saw thing on, on, on Twitter yesterday. Quest Love like was watching the show and was like, "How come I wanted to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we it, it was funny because we were like, "Oh, we, we went to him. He just he just wasn't available." And oh, and like uh, on, the, on the other side of the globe. So every drummer in the world wants to battle with Anna <laughs> without right. question. Yeah, uh, I got to tell you. So, uh, Bill, the. Uh, um, the, the scripts are sharp. They're, they're funny jokes. I was telling Preston earlier, and I'll, I'll give it away because it made me laugh out loud. Uh, in the absolute first episode, you're going through some of the celebrities, and it's long been known that uh, you know Tommy Lee has a big tattoo on his stomach that says mayhem. And so he says he fell asleep and they tattooed that on him, which I thought was just brilliant. So there's a whole bunch of sort of inside um, you know, uh, there's little, little um, uh, Easter eggs for fans of music and uh, all of that stuff as well. So uh, you're, you've completed season one. I'm hoping there's a season two. Uh, but I have to ask you, who's in your gotta get list for people to make cameos on the show? Oh, my gosh. I, you know what? I, I Honestly, I wish I could tell you. I, I think we have so many 
friends and favorites that we would love. I mean, it's just a huge range because also, you know, we like to because the Muppets are for everyone in a sense. Yeah. You know, we try we're trying to cover a spectrum of artists. So, I mean, I would love to work with Stevie Wonder or, you know, some (sighs) of the icons. And but then there's people who, to be honest, like I just I don't know some of the younger, cooler, hipper people, (laughs) but people like Adam and, and Jeff, you know, they know. Some younger, more hipper guests. Well, no, and they're they're all great, and and you, and sometimes you'll see somebody and you go, I, I I probably should know that guy, and you do you do a little checking, yeah, right, and find out yeah. he is, is he or she is somebody famous. Uh, Adam, yes. uh, it was funny because I was reading an interview with you, and you were talking about um, how you know you grew up and you you watched Kermit ride a bicycle, and you didn't realize just how wildly difficult it is <laughs> to show these uh these muppets doing all day to day things because yeah. most of the actors it's mostly humans in the series and and uh, and and less so the muppets but you have them doing yoga and in hot tubs and uh, um being uh, crowd surfing so uh how, how is that learning curve adam as I, you're I, getting I, it done i love that you mentioned the hot tub um <laughs> you know it, look we would we had our writer's room on a Zoom, so it was one of the great joys was watching Bill sit there on a Zoom as a bunch of writers just pitch these, you know, giant ideas and Bill doing his best to, to just, like, let the creative process happen. <laughs> but when, when Hot Tub was pitched, Bill was like, okay, does... Does this mean I'm going to have to get in a wetsuit and in, in, in a scuba tank and go under a hot tub? Am I going to have to be built into a hot tub? And it's just stuff that we just you just don't realize um, well, that 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 a puppeteer has to somehow get into that hot tub and perform. Wow! Uh, so yeah, Bill was such a good sport because we were pitching ridiculous stuff, <laughs> and he's just in his head going, "How are we going to do this?" <laughs> well, Bill, this is Nick, and I wanted to ask you a question about being a pu- puppeteer because um, it's always fascinating to me to look at these um, inanimate objects and then regard them as as living beings. I was watching this interview uh, with Seth Meyers and John Oliver a few weeks ago, and they were talking about doing work with Cookie Monster and Kermit. And not acknowledging the person underneath Cookie Monster or Kermit as the actual entities of those, of those voices and the soul that, that um, you know, embodies this puppet. When you look, uh, Bill, at, at one of these um, things that you've been working with for a really long time, at what point does it come alive? Is it, is it when you see it on set? Is it when you start doing the voice? Like, where do you find the life in those, um, in those puppets? Uh that's interesting. I, it, I, it depends. It's a different, I think, for different characters. Um, but I imagine it's it's what you know it comes alive when people aren't looking at you anymore. You know, you're standing there holding this character in front of you and talking to them, and they people just they do not want to know you're standing there. Yeah, but- you know, this this old guy standing there holding up a little dolly. You know, but but uh, yeah, it's it's just when you when people are looking into their eyes. Uh, then you know you've you've got something. To, to be honest, that's always been a little bit of a distraction for me when I see an actor who can't quite pull it off. But Nora Singh, who's in the series, and I made Incredible. I made note of this. So uh, you know, when you're interacting with puppets, she's interacting in close quarters. She's phenomenal, and yeah. she helps sell. Uh, them as well, you know, because we've we've had puppeteers in here, and it's funny if if it's being done right. We find ourselves looking sure. at the dead doll eyes and, and looking right. for a reaction. But she's her interaction and, and the dialogue's pretty quick. It moves. So, mm. um, yeah, but she, she's terrific. And, and all the people interacting are great. 
Can I just say one thing just about our actors? You know, it's interesting. A lot of people would think that when you're working with a Muppet uh, as a person, that you should be just as kind of big and entertaining and weird as the Muppets. But what we really push for, and I think it's part of the, what you're feeling watching the show, is that we wanted the actors to be grounded and real and, and to, to not play moments, but to be in the moment. Yeah. And I think that makes the audience feel like they're in their shoes and you go, oh, these are real characters. This is really happening. Well, you know what happens there is that subtle pauses and subtle throw-off lines work where they wouldn't Mm. otherwise because you do have those moments. And I was laughing at a lot of those where you just almost had a a delayed reaction from one of the the, the characters, you know, uh, one of the the band members, and that can sell a joke. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's really well done. And again, so... You have Linda Perry doing the music. Um, is she selecting the music that's played throughout the episodes, or how does that work? Because we know, like, uh, one of the guys from Mumford and Sons, uh, like on Ted Lasso, picks the music. How does it work in this situation? Uh, for the, for that, like the covers, the yeah, band doing yeah, the exactly. Was, yeah, that was actually um, that kind of came out organically as we were just writing it, um, and uh, that was all from from the writing room uh that it's like okay we're doing a story about floyd and you know how did floyd find animal and uh what's the what's the song that floyd sang to animal as a baby uh so you know we'd pitch it around and and argue and then uh, you know, and then we'd all land on a song. I don't want to spoil it, but that's that's probably my favorite moment from the whole. And it can be expensive getting the rights to. And you guys, by the way, make yeah. fun of the whole. There's there's a very self-referential about, you know, cost of show and, and, and you, you break that wall. But um, how do you how are you able to swing all that? Because you're using a lot of music, a lot of licensed music. Because of it all. That's how you get with it. You know, we don't have to pay. Um, uh, we, we didn't have to uh, pay Kiss. Uh, because it's it's the Mayhem Band performing it. So okay. It's not the price. All right. Well, that, that's the very licensing good. fee. Yeah, the right. licensing is you're not you're paying for just the music and not the performer. All right. Uh, and and so, by the way, Jeff. By the way, our partner Jeff Yorks is an encyclopedia of music and brilliant. And I think part of it was he would just almost instantly have a suggestion, you know, for the overall theme of an episode or something, or this moment and a song would come to him and we go, Oh, well there, there you go. That's there it perfect. Is. You know, uh, yeah. you mentioned, uh, Floyd, obviously Dr. Teeth animal, uh, is Janice, the, is that her name? The bass player? Yes. Okay. And yes. then there's, uh, and, and Floyd is the sex, but I'm trying to remember because I haven't watched the episodes Zoot, yet. Zoot, Zoot, Zoot is great. <laughs> there are so many. Yeah. yeah. Ellipse. You know, you you guys had an interesting uh, thing because with these characters where we kind of just knew superficially what their stories were, um, you know, uh, was that fun building lengthier backstories on each of these characters? Oh, my yeah, God, that, yes. That was the best part of the show for us. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it's funny. We actually came up with a Zoot backstory that, that might be my favorite one, um, which explains, like, how, how is someone living in another reality altogether? Yeah. Um, that we didn't even put in this season, and I hope we could do season two. Um, but yeah, like we we came up with a backstory for every character, um, and you know, uh, look, Jeff and I were just guests, so we f- were then presenting the actual. Like, I've never been more nervous than going to Bill. I think this was now like three <laughs> years ago. And telling Dr. Teeth, like, here's your backstory. <laughs> and it's like, we knew, like, if, if this is just outright rejected, then we didn't get this job. And then Bill was like, 
oh my God, yes. And here's all the things I've been thinking about and adding his like, I mean, you know, he's lived this character, right? So Bill is Dr. Teeth. So to have Dr. Teeth go, yes, uh, you know, and I want to add this and that and the other thing. And then we were just off and running. So no, it's, was, it, it, it's great. There, there's something that I really appreciated about um, it as well is that the, um, it's as I said, it has heart. So the the uh, the band the 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 members of uh, Mayhem are not um, just always punchlines. They actually interact with the humans, it, the cast members, the, the real human cast members, and will help affect their lives in positive ways as well. So they're actual fully drawn characters that are interacting on multiple levels. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that, you know that was a kind of a hard a hard sell to Disney, um, who you know. Like the 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 people at Disney, the real high ups, just know they have a bunch of puppets. And um, we really, when we did our pitch, were like, you know, I think there was some concern. Like, can you can a puppet make you cry? A human can, obviously. Like when you're watching a human, you know, you can get emotional from watching a human story. But we were like, we promise you that during this show, um, it's good. Like. A puppet made of felt is going to feel like a <laughs> living, breathing character. Very true. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, and that was like a sell that we kind of had to do because I think before this, the Muppets are always just so funny. So you know the Muppets make you laugh, but, you know, can can you really feel from like, um, you know, seeing their story? Yeah. So that was a big, that was something we really worked hard at. Uh, you know, just, you, you, oh, go, I, I go was going to say, you know, you noticed that... Uh, you would notice that there are moments and little beats uh, to taking little moments and beats. And that adds to that emotion because Muppets don't have those facial features, right, as like people. But when a Muppet has a little extra time to think, for you to believe that they're thinking, feeling, that's what makes you get pulled in. Oh, this is this is a real. There's an yeah. emotion right there. Yeah. We're not just talk, talking about it. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Adam Goldberg and Bill Beretta who are joining us via Zoom. In our studio is Gene Beretta, Bill's brother, who we've had on many times before as well. And oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but Gene, I washed. You and Bill are going to be co-hosting uh, Muppets Take Mahoning. Is that correct? Yeah. There's um, a week from tomorrow, uh, Saturday. There's a, an event at the Mahoning Drive-In. It's called Muppets Take Mahoning, but it's going to be really fun. Bill and I are going to be doing a live episode of our podcast. Which is really, really good, by the way. Thank you. They're going to be showing a double feature of the Muppet movie, the original one, and the Muppets from 2011. Plus, we're going to have um, some video greetings from the puppeteers, some Muppet collectible vendors there, some Muppet-themed snacks like Manamanachos. (laughs) It's brilliant. I'm going to do a DJ set and book signing and Muppet raffle, photo op setups, Muppet trailers, and a Rainbow Connection sing-along. Wow. Oh, it's going to be pretty cool. I, I think awesome. for, for all three of you guys, hopefully you agree with this uh, statement that the Muppets are certainly generational. You know, my favorite, I'm 47, my favorite Muppet movie is The Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, my son's is the, the more recent one with Jason Siegel. My fiance, who's, who's younger than I am, her favorite is... Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. So, you know, uh, Gene and and Adam and Billy, what is your favorite Muppet project of all time? Outside of this, obviously. Yes, yes. Okay, without mentioning this, I Muppet. I like Muppet Treasure Island a lot. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Billy? Uh, probably the first Muppet movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Adam? 
Great Muppet Caper. The Great, the great Muppet, Muppet, Muppet Caper. Caper. Yeah. What color yeah, are his I mean, hands now? <laughs> you, you talk generationally. I mean, that's like, you know, I was born in 76. So if you do that math, that's like when I watched it, that's the first, that's one of the first movies I remember watching. And I also love the moment where um, they're all talking at the same time. And then uh, Kermit screams for everyone to be quiet. And then J Janice keeps talking about how someone was taking pictures of her without her shirt off. Um, that's like my favorite joke of all time. So. Can well, I just uh, can I just add real quick? Sure. If people want to learn more about this event, just go to MahoningDIT.com. All right. Mahoning Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I know you have always, uh, or at least uh, have been um, upset that there's not uh, more very top-level uh, Muppet collectible action going on. I mean, you, you know, that, yeah. and, and so it's your mission to up the game on that, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard because, you know, Disney's such a giant corporation. Um, but, you know, they, if you think about it, it's like, you know, on Disney Plus, probably their best, one of their best shows is Loki, and that's a huge character for them. But like 10 years ago, no one knew who Loki was uh, before these movies. I mean, the Muppets have Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo and Animal and Dr. Teeth. I mean, they these are the most iconic comedic characters ever created. Disney owns them. How is there not a Muppet? You know, they're releasing a Star Wars thing every six months. <laughs> right. How is there not a Muppet release every six months? Right. Uh, they own these. They own these characters, and it's you know every two and a half years we're seeing something. And you know, I believe. In the same way, in, in Disney World, you can build a lightsaber. They should have a thing where you're building a Muppet. Um, you know, it's... Uh, no, I I, I, I agree. And, and though I would say this, is that learn from what the mistakes that they might have made with um, too many projects. Keep, keep it at this quality, and, and we'll be thrilled because, um, the, you know, the show is oh, great. Thank you. I wanted oh, to, yeah, and, I, and I've I've always wanted to be a mug. <laughs> a mug. <laughs> I wanted to ask mug. you, Adam, on uh, <laughs> uh, the Goonies too. What is the status of that? I know that you had there was apparently word that there was a, a script, and 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 then maybe it was given to Richard Donner, or what? Where, where do things stand right now? Um, I think Cobra Kai is so brilliant that my I am trying to attack it right now. There's a writer strike. Yeah. So um, I'm not even supposed to be talking about any of this, but <laughs> I I believe it could be a great TV series like Cobra Kai, uh -huh. um, oh, wow. uh, which kind of reboots, introduces new, I mean, new characters. Um, so that's I think that's that's the next move there. It'd be terrific. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I would be on board one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, Bill, I had uh, somebody text in. There's a few questions that, that people are texting in about um, uh, the Muppets and, yeah. and maybe some of the lore <laughs> involved with it. But uh, someone says, "Can someone please ask whatever happened to a Muppet named Clifford? He was in Muppets from Space, and I really liked him. I don't know if you recall that character or not. I personally don't. Oh, of course, yeah. Clifford was uh, performed by Kevin Clash, amazing, amazing performer who created Elmo. Um, and uh, he was on this series, Muppets Tonight. He was the host of our show that we did in 96. Um, you know, there are just sometimes characters that uh, just don't kind of stay in the, the core as we move along. And so, unfortunately, that's just, I would love to have him back. I mean, it'd be great to have the band find him again, you know, out on the road somewhere in another season or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's around, but we, he just hasn't been... Uh, Brought to the front again. Lately. Do they do they do uh, you know 
t- group testing to see which <laughs> Muppets connect or not, or is it just a vibe thing? No, I think it's a per project writing, you know, okay. uh, when things come up. Yeah, I don't, it's nothing intentional. It's just uh, sometimes just characters sit sit by the wayside for a while. Okay. Well, you got the, the reviews are terrific on this, and rightfully so. I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to... I, I was I was actually... I, I paid the highest compliment earlier to the show when I was talking to Nick, and I said, I'm glad that there's a whole bunch that you can get the whole season right now, but I do like also having it parsed out a little bit so that mm. you can, you know, break into your little discussion groups, but... Uh, yeah. Was I speaking out of turn, or does, uh, would it be a, a breach of protocol to indicate whether... Uh, season two is in the works. Uh, I wish. I wish we could we say. Wish. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, the way it always works with Disney, with Disney, with any streamer, is they just have to see if people show up. The um, data. Before. We got to get that data. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to get our, our, our metadata. But um, that's what everyone listening, please uh, watch, binge. Yeah. Uh, play it as you're vacuuming um, in the background. <laughs> Just keep it on. Just keep it yeah. on. Keep it on. Keep it on. Nothing goes need, together like art and data. So <laughs> yeah. only, yeah. it really is. That's what, if if people really love the show and they want to see another season, it really is about just getting people to watch. I, you know? I do want to say one thing, but uh, being on a Zoom every in a writers' room with Bill every day, uh, obviously he's an amazing performer, amazing at voices. I wanted to have a Muppet at some point with a really thick Philly accent. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you reminded me earlier during your report when you when I heard the word Conshohocken. Yes. And just the way Bill says that is just perfect. If you could could delight everyone with your um, uh, the way you say Conshohocken, I think this. No, could I, be I just I was just going to go out and get a hoagie. But I don't know if you guys are going to be uh, <laughs> uh, in, in town for a while, but. Uh, I'm going to go out and grab some. I'll be right back. Uh, uh, yo, Billy, check it out. My buddy just got a job in the auto industry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're fa- we're looking at a shark. You're uh, you're working a shark's puppet for us, Bill. It's a, it's pretty amazing, awesome. Yeah, no, I gotta go. All right, you all take care. All right, you all. all. Wow, uh, Adam, any plans to uh, head down to shore uh, this summer? Um, yeah, actually, it's my mom's 80th birthday, so. Uh-huh. Uh, we are all going uh, to Atlantic City, to Vetner to, to yep. chill mm-hmm. um, nice. with uh, with Barry, the whole, with the whole fam. And it, I'm sure the last time we were all together on the beach, my brother got in an argument with um, his niece on who would win in a foot race. <laughs> and um, they, they, my brother started racing people on the beach. So that's, that's Barry. <laughs> that's, so, that's, so. that sounds about Barry. right. Yeah. Does, does he run weird still? Uh, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Uh-huh. Yeah. Barry would run. Uh, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. my goodness. All right. Well, guys, uh, wonderful. Thank you so much for checking in this morning. It is streaming now on Disney Plus, The Muppets uh, Mayhem. Uh, just let it roll. Just let it pop yep. it on, let it roll, enjoy. You'll, you'll, you'll really and love it. You'll be very happy. And, uh, and Gene, by the way, uh, next episode of your guys' podcast, when can we expect that? Or... It's going to be the live episode on May 20th. It will be, okay. Yeah. And uh, that is at the Mahoning Drive-In. Yeah. Uh, and we'll post information on how people can uh, can get tickets and all that stuff on our, our website here and uh, make sure that that is easy for them to access. It is MahoningDIT.com if you want to go. But uh, it's great to see you guys. Thank yes. you. And don't forget Thank about... You. 
Uh, don't forget about Gene's book, starring Steven Spielberg, The Making of a Young Filmmaker. It is a, uh, a children's book. Awesome. It's really cool, yeah. beautifully illustrated, and uh, he has a whole variety of books that you can purchase as well. So, so thank you, uh, Gina Bill Beretta and Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Hey, 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 the best. We love it. Thank you. Um, so with that, I think we need to take a break because we got to get ourselves ready to get the, uh, word for, uh, our, we're running out of time. Oh man. MMR's concert cash, but, uh, we will have that in a moment. But, uh, Gene, thanks for coming in here into the studio. Sure, my pleasure. We really appreciate it, please. Uh, anytime. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. Lincoln Park. Party. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. Before we go to the bizarre file, uh, we have a couple of minutes, and I wanted to say hi to somebody uh, who Casey and I have doing some uh, charity work with for for many years. And he just happened to stop by. We couldn't make his golf outing this year, yeah. But he brought by the little tchotchke bags I, I, that I, you get. I don't even play, and he brought a bag for me. It's, it's awesome, yeah. and and by far. The best tchotchke bags <laughs> yeah. of any event no doubt. we've ever been a part no of. Uh, the event we're talking about is called the Drive for Autism. It was just recently uh, in Delaware. And um, he is uh, hes just an awesome guy. And we want to welcome Artie Kempner yeah. to the show. Thank Who, you, guys. By the way, the coordinating director of Fox Sports... No so, slouch. No nah. slouch at all. Uh, but how did the event go? And sorry, you know, we were already talking. Sorry we couldn't make it this year. No, but. no, I appreciate it. The event went great. We played it at a new course, Fieldstone, which is in the hill country of uh, of Delaware out in Greenville. And it was spectacular. We had done it at DuPont Country Club, yes. which was lovely. But we changed it up a little bit. We did a little rebrand, a facelift. And it was uh, it was a fantastic day. That Everyone. part that part of Delaware is gorgeous. Yeah, I, I I never knew that until I have a friend of mine who belongs to a club called Bitterman, which is by there. And driving out there the first time, I'm like, this is this is gorgeous. <laughs> we just played that song by Pearl Jam, Bitterman. Bit- yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, can't find a Bitterman. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's, it's a beautiful part of the world, and uh, it's great. Tax free shopping, oh. tax free shopping, which actually should be our state motto. <laughs> yeah, Every time right. you buy, you save. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to work with Governor Carney on that. Please. Uh, so, drive for autism. You guys raise for Autism Delaware. Yes, Autism Delaware, which we actually celebrated our 25th anniversary this year. Wow, which is just mind blowing for me because uh, Ethan was just three years old when we got it started. So now Ethan, my son, yep. is 28, and he is served by our Autism Delaware. Uh, a service program, adult service program called Power, and uh, he works at Grotto's down in uh, in our in Fairfax cool. Shopping Center, yeah, yeah. Concord Pike. One of my favorites is uh, when Ethan grabs the mic at the event and talks. He's hilarious. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's he, such a funny guy. He crushed it. And by the way, huge Muppets fan. Oh yeah, really? A huge Muppets fan. Okay. And uh, he's seen them all very many times. He could probably do them all verbatim if you want to bring them on <laughs> sometime. Yeah. So Gene, I think you'd uh, he'd appreciate that. <laughs> one, one thing about the interview with uh, with the Muppets and Adam Goldberg, you didn't bring him bring up that he's Harry on the Equalizer. One of the great characters, by the way, in right now primetime television. Wait, wow. who is? Uh, Bill Adam Goldberg. Adam, oh, I think you're thinking of a different Adam Goldberg. Oh, There's two Adam yes. Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. This is Adam Goldberg. 
Goldberg, the writer and and director and producer, and there oh. is another Adam Goldberg. Yeah, okay, hang on. Gene, you were going to say. He goes by Adam F. Goldberg. Adam F. Goldberg. In fact, they talk about it in the series, The Goldbergs, because they actually both went to school together. And that's, and, and that, he goes, he would always, when he was a kid, would say, uh, no, the other Adam Goldberg. And that's when they started doing Adam F. Goldberg. Okay, so yeah. now I've been embarrassed on radio. I've only been embarrassed on television before and raising a life. Thank you so much, go. Casey. Appreciate it. By the way, the the uh, the drive for autism is like this star-studded event. If you're a... You guys rave about it. If you're a NASCAR fan, and uh, Artie gets the biggies. He gets the drivers. I mean, so like Danica Patrick has been out there and Jeff Gordon and... Jimmy Johnson, yeah. Kevin Harvick. Yeah, yeah. Denny Hamlin. Boyer, Denny yeah. Hamlin. Yeah. It's cool. It's great. Uh, some of those guys, they're so generous. They not only come for free, but they buy their own foursome so they can play with their friends, yeah. but they get a chance to interact with uh, all the guests. It's just a tremendous event. I've been very fortunate in doing NASCAR and doing the NFL to get to know some yeah. some stars, and they're uh, really says, good people. It says a lot about you yeah. as a person that they respond that well because no matter how wonderful the event is you know they, they gotta you're i'm sure the one who's the mover and the shaker and all this well it's nice you to say yeah. that but you don't know me well enough but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no it's funny the very first year i went to drive for autism i am walking into the clubhouse and I, I, as I'm walking in, I feel a presence behind me. So I'm like, oh, I'll hold the door for the people walking in. Right. And I'm holding the door for Pat Summerall. I mean, oh, like, wow. I was like, oh, my and God. And behind him was the Pope. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean, like, I feel like Pat Summerall, maybe Troy Aikman might have been there. Pat and yeah. Troy and uh, Moose Johnston, who I actually work with now on Fox on our, on our broadcast team. Yeah. Yeah. They came up. And uh, among a lot of other stars. This year, we had Brandon Graham playing with us. And uh, also, uh, Willie T., William Thomas played. Okay. So we, we've, we're getting some Eagles out there. And uh, next year... We're hoping to to move it to a Thursday. We did it on Monday, but next year we're hoping to move it on Thursday. Get some more Eagles players and a lot of the NASCAR stars back into the action. It's amazing. I, I vote for today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Like it's better for you. For sure. yes. yes. Okay. If it's better for you, we're going to change. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I'm it. all well, about precedent, Steve and Casey yeah. Boyd. It also falls to... under the no sad bro. Uh, it does. Uh, yeah, part yes. of the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to ask you about because uh, this past year the there was a uh, rain on Sunday which pushed the race back to to Monday, and so uh, did that have any effect on the outing itself? Yeah, it yeah. did. We lost we lost some players for sure and definitely some stars. Um, we, we took a shot this year on the Monday, and as it's done in Dover, and if you've never been to a race, go to Dover. It's one well, of the I most have. exciting ones. But we got rained out on Sunday, and I remember my boss called me Sunday as I was driving home from the rain out, and he said, you know what? I knew there was just going to be a rain out. I go, no, when, Jacob? He goes, when you told me you couldn't work on the Monday. This <laughs> <laughs> was the first race I've missed in many, many, many years. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Artie, if people want to donate to Autism Delaware, how do they go about doing that? Um, AutismDelaware.org. And Easy. it's not just donations. Uh, we have this great adult services program I talked about. We are always looking for employers. Because we train our people on the spectrum okay. to work on jobs that they are fit and suited to work with. Once you get them, they're going to stay there. Ethan has been the dishwasher at the Fairfax uh, Shopping Center Grottos now for six years. Wow. You know what, Preston? I think the, the, one of the cafes or that comes down for the Walk-A-Mile event, I think, um, does this. Yeah, and and for those who who have uh, kids on the, on the spectrum, and you know, as they're approaching adulthood, you have to think about okay, what what's going to happen next? Uh, you guys, Autism Delaware, the uh, the Devereaux Foundation is another great one. There are resources out there, yeah. 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 And if you reach out, and if you can't find one in your area, I'm sure you guys at Autism Delaware can help steer people in the right direction too. Oh, absolutely, hundred yeah. uh, percent. You know, you can reach out on our website. 
And I think that's the best way to connect, whether your ch- uh, your child is young, just uh, maybe being recently diagnosed, or an adult. We have okay. an outstanding adult services and resources yeah. group that will really help you out. And I've heard you say on many occasions, children with autism become adults with autism. Yes. And so my, my very best friend had worked for a number of years at um, Lower Marion, and they have a really great special education program, and, and he... Was uh, was tasked with uh, teaching just life skills, you know, just you know, uh, you know how to um, get along, get along, yeah. and, and live in this world, and and it, and what it does is it prepares uh, these children uh, for adulthood. Absolutely. And then, look, we know that. My son is now 28. You know, who could have thought when he was three years old that I was going to be here on the radio today talking about what he's doing as an adult, living a fulfilling life. He's a taxpayer. So I think the government likes him better, yeah. you know, and these number are the, one uh, Muppet impersonator. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he loves uh, Sesame Street and Muppets are still his favorite, though. He's a huge Disney and Pixar guy. All right. But, you know, he's he's a young man now. He did speak again and he crushed it, as always. Uh, he's not nervous in front of a microphone. That's great. Nope. And uh, I guess his dad isn't either, but he's <laughs> he's got more going for him than me. But it's kind of a great thing that we're doing. 25th anniversary of Autism Delaware. We're going to have a big shindig down in. Uh, on November 11th in Dover. So if you want to get involved as a volunteer, as an employer, uh, or donate money, autismdelaware.org is the place to go. We'll make sure the information is uh, well yeah. represented on the website. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Artie. Thanks for bringing by the goodies. We appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having Good me. Artie Kepner. All right, so we have three minutes. Uh, yeah, two minutes. It's almost uh, fifty-eight right now. So we got a second. What do you want to mention? Well, case? so on the heels of what we were just talking uh, uh, to Artie about uh, press, I wanted to recommend this place to you because you uh, you sometimes will be found in in Wildwood in Wildwood Crest. But right. there's a new place called Brandon's Pancake House and Ice Cream Parlor, and uh, they are they they really do cater towards uh, families and, and children with autism, oh. and even on their um, their bill not billboard but on their sign. It is a heart with the jigsaw pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are very much um, a, um, involved with uh, autism and, okay. and raising money and, and awareness. And pancakes. For, and pancakes yeah. as well. So if you're uh, interested in getting some breakfast or ice cream or whatever, why would I recommend going to Brandon's? Very okay. nice. Right. And if you are in Wildwood or going to be in North Wildwood, just a reminder that the live broadcast is taking place <laughs> at Keenan's. A wholly and other type of charity. It is. Uh, it's And it's rapidly approaching. It's uh, Friday May 26, and we're doing the countdown to Keenan's, by the way, and uh, probably tomorrow, I guess we're going to give away another cutline pass yep. and a VIP table with a bucket of Coors Light, uh, and then a case of Coors Light for you to take home for your beach house, which is pretty sweet. It is a great time. We are really looking forward to this, especially with the, the 25th anniversary of, uh, of the show. Yes. And then uh, yesterday during a meeting, just to give you a little tease... We were trying. We kept saying, "No, it needs to be more disgusting." Yes. Uh, that's all I'm going to say, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, that's what we're working towards. So we're getting the little pieces in place for what all is involved with that particular soiree, and we want to stress uh, to those: uh, we want to get um, people who have only been alive, who have only known the Preston and Steve show. We we have never not existed. So 25 and younger. We want to understand your misery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and tell you that uh, we, we we commiserate, and we're working on some uh, some special items as far as giveaways yeah. go for that event. Oh, and yeah. Obviously, uh, prizes and contests, and all the the regular players are jumping in to offer up their services and prizes and stuff like that. So it'll be here before you know it. It's on the twenty sixth, and uh, you can click events 
at WMMR.com, and you will be able to find it all. It's brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill at the Jersey Shore. Please enjoy Coors Light responsibly. And look at that. It's 10 o'clock. Here we go. MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your Concert Cash keyword. All right, the word is choice, C-H-O-I-C-E. It is so choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it, and you can do it on the contest page, WMMR.com, through the MMR app, or you can text it a special contest short code number, which is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners get two tickets to MMRBQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now. And winners will get a call from Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. For MMRBQ details, text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to the info. It is sponsored by Meineke. So let me give you that word again. It is CHOICE. C-H-O-I-C-E. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Coors Light. Join us, the President and Steve Show, live from Canaan's North Wildwood, Friday, May 26th, for the official opening of the Jersey Shore. You can be there starting at 6 a.m. And it's brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill down the shore. This might make you cringe a little bit. An Arkansas mother was shocked after a discovery was made in her toddler's ear. Jessica Deloach and her family had recently moved to a new home in the woods. We're doing some yard work after a recent uh, remodel. After a day outdoors, Deloach gave her two-year-old daughter, uh, Avery, a bath. And while getting the toddler ready, ready, she noticed some irritation around her ear, fearful that she may have put something in her ear. She contacted her pediatrician. And she said it seriously looked like she had shoved some food in her ear. Uh, The doctor advised uh, Deloach to bring her daughter in immediately. Uh, Avery was uh, acting herself but was very sensitive about having her ear touched or examined. Uh, Deloach would hold her daughter in her lap as doctors worked to remove the mystery mass. The removal process was very traumatizing, uh, they said, as the the doctor said, as you hold the child still to remove items safely. A two-year-old doesn't understand what the doctor is trying to do. They worked carefully to clear Avery's ear, discovering a few ticks inside of her ear. So ticks were inside. How many ticks? It doesn't say, but there were a few ticks. Inside for the toddler's ear, and I guess they were embedded. Oh my god! To, they had to get those out. So that is—I've never heard of them in there. I've heard of them once finding a bear cub. Oh, but okay. that was—they're uh, actually more pleasant than when, ticks. When I was a kid, I had one on my nuts one time. Yeah, you told us. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I can handle this, guys. That did not traumatize me at all. Wow. All right, in England. A man who bludgeoned his neighbor to death with a bag full of Pokemon cards. Oh, my God. Because he was angry about being insulted has been jailed for life. Was he by any chance insulted for having a bag full of Pokemon cards? I don't know. Andrew Haig uh, murdered Simon Wilkinson in, in this place in England in a ferocious and brutal attack outside of an apartment. Haig also punched and stamped on the father of one in a sustained assault, assault witnessed by horrified neighbors. I mean, he beat the guy so, to death. But no indicators to what's him off. Uh, now, they said that he uh, most likely suffered from a psychotic disorder. He said it had spotted dick. That was exacerbated.
recommended by Cam Hughes and had stopped oh. taking his medication before the killing. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, he had been uh, involved in a number of arguments with neighbors before he confronted Mr. Wilkinson. Oh, there's your bag of Pokemon cards. After telling Mr. Wilkinson to come out here and fight like a man, he attacked him with a bag containing four or five tins of Pokemon cards. I want to fight you. So yeah, that's a hack need. Come here, come out here and fight like a man. Uh, hey, yeah. you're less than a man. Uh, Leg later told officers that he got carried away and went after the crumb bum while confronting his neighbor. You're a coward. Thank you. And had uh, murdered him in cold blood. So I uh, said he had felt bad for seriously injuring Mr. Wilkins and following his initial attack and so tried to end his life. I'll break it over your head. Yeah. So the owner of a French bulldog says that his pet is being held for ransom huh. after the dog was stolen during an alleged play date. This is in New Jersey. Uh, Xavier Borges said that uh, not only is he fearful about what will happen to his five-month-old dog named Enzo, but he's also fearful that the thieves will come back. He said that since they, they know where he lives, he I wants to move out. a special set of skills <laughs> and four Gaines burgers. Uh, Borgos said that the theft happened after he was contacted about setting up a play date for the dog. He said this guy texted me, asked me if I was down to go to the dog park because uh-huh. he informed me a couple of weeks ago that he had a French bulldog. I don't like this. this, this is, is this not the most popular breed of dog right now? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, he brought his puppy to meet the other man and the dog to Woodbridge Dog Park. Uh, he says that he knew this man for about four months through a mutual acquaintance. He said things, anybody. things got a little weird because when I arrived there, he told me that uh, he was at the bank and that all the puppies are at his friend's house. He was trying to get me to go to his friend's house, but I don't know his friend, so I wasn't comfortable doing that. I don't want to go. So I said, I'll wait for you uh, to come with your friend to come here to the dog park. He says that when the, another, the other man made it to the park. He suggested they go to a nearby apartment to pick up more dogs to play. And let's take our pants off. He said, so we followed him to the apartment. He claims his mother lives there. I uh, said that once they got into the parking lot, uh, he let his dog out again. He said, I let my dog out in the lot. They continued to play with each other. He says he went back to his car to tell his girlfriend that they had to wait for the other man's mother. And what? he said, uh, by the time I'm getting back out of my car, they had picked up my dog and took off. Sons with, of bitches. With the dog. He said that he tried running after the car, but they got away. Come back. He says later that night he received a video of his dog along with tech mes- text messages that stated, I swear, any funny biz, I'll kill you fluffy. <laughs> Come on. He said he texted me back and he said I had to pay $8,000 to get my dog back. Oh, my God. I, I don't know where I am. I'm blindfolded. I can hear what sounds like the metro He's- in the background. <laughs> He said, I was willing to pay him the money for my dog back, but I am not just going to send money without being able to see my dog. And so far, he hasn't heard anything back, wow. and uh, they're well, trying to find out what happened. Everyone's quoting 40s gangsters in these things. Yeah. Well, murder the bum. Yeah, so pretty wild. All right, and then we'll do one more, and we will wrap it up. This guy had a hell of a day. A tourist saved two people uh, during his trip to Cape Town, South Africa. On Sunday, Toby Finneran. Of the United Kingdom, notice a young boy struggling on the beach. He said, I saw a head bobbing in the surf amid the kelp. Uh, and Finner is a strong swimmer, so he dove into the water and helped the boy onto a buoy. It was actually a really lengthy recount that I read of this. Of, of him, like, they, they almost smashed into the rocks. Wow. And, and there were, like, you know, uh, eight-foot swells. Was he caught up in, in the uh, there was the a rip, There was a rip current oh, okay. and, and the kelp and all that stuff. Yeah. Kelp. So he eventually got the guy, he, he dove into the water and helped the boy onto a buoy. And after he pulled the boy to shore, he saw an adult in the water face down. Oh, come on! Yeah. <laughs> and that person may have been trying to save the boy. Ugh. So he said, my heart race, I ran over administering first aid with the help of my surgeon friend, putting the person in recovery position and monitoring their breathing. 
Uh, both the boy and the adult were treated at, by emergency <laughs> services and appear to be recovering from the incident. So. He gets back to the beach and sees the guy's running along with a kidnapped puppy. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm tired. So, Give me a break. <laughs> managed to save both of them. And they, I haven't even had a fudgy wudgy bar. <laughs> that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. A reminder that you have about seven minutes left to get the word choice sent over to us. That is the MMR Concert Cash Giveaway Keyword. So do that now. Choice, C-H-O-I-C-E. And you can do that through the app, uh, through WMMR.com, or you can text it to 45911. Sponsored by Meineke. Come and get that money. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to lesson question. Trash. Music news. Stay put. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Beautiful Thursday morning. Zipping right by. It'll be no sad bro before you can blink an eye, my friend. Yes. We're excited. Right right on the cusp. All right. uh, But before we get to all that, let's give something away. We have a lesson question today. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see... Chris Delia is going to be performing uh, December 2nd at the Academy of Music Kimmel Center. And the question, let me see. I did not get a chance to take a look at these. I apologize. Uh, Let's see. We'll go with this. A Tasmanian woman survived two freezing nights stuck in a blackberry bush after a car crash. What did the blackberries make her do? 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you know the answer to that. You should call right now. Uh, a Tasmanian woman survived two freezing nights stuck in a blackberry bush after a car crash. What did the blackberries make her dirt do? 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll get a couple stories while we wait for that phone call. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Angie Harrington telling People Magazine that she is leaving the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The 41-year-old Harrington revealed that after years of being in remission, her self-respect has returned. Hey! Property Brothers Jonathan Scott says the one question he gets asked daily is when does he plan on marrying girlfriend Zoe Deschanel? Scott says he's usually able to tactfully deflect the question by pretending that he has crapped his pants. Oh, my God. (laughs) And finally, Nick Cannon. Is uh, Nick? Sorry, Nick Cannon is opening up about how ex-wife Mariah Carey feels about him fathering eleven more kids with other women. Cannon says Carey's actually thrilled about it, noting that she never really wanted a vagina you can park a Humvee in. Wow! <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All righty, we'll uh, see if someone knows the answer to this. Uh, a Tasmanian woman survived two freezing nights stuck in a blackberry bush. After a car crash. And what did the Blackberries make her do? I will go to Dave to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Dave. (laughs) He's doing his Eugene. Oh, my God. Very well done. Eugene. Eugene. All right, Dave. Dave. What did the Blackberries make her do? They made her defecate. Yes. Yes. Shit. Poop it. 
to see Chris Delia December 2nd at the Academy of Music Kimmel Center as seen on Whitney, Comedy Central, Showtime, Netflix, and more. And tickets are on sale now at etix.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by a screaming woman. Uh, no, by PGW. Powered by PGW. Improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate. Up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. You can learn more at PGEnergySense.com. Uh, I'm going to lead with something a little bit different this morning. Yes, uh, as well in, you should. In music news. And uh, we got word that this was going to happen this morning, and it did on our sister station, WMGK. A very good friend of ours by the name of Mr. John DeBella has officially announced his retirement. Wow. Do you... I'm very happy for him. So I too. It's, the, the, the inclination is to uh, applaud, but to just... Uh, just I'm, I'm thrilled that he's. this is something he's wanted... To do, he loves what he does, but um, he's got things he wants to get to. I, I went to him this morning, and I, uh, before he made the announcement, I said, "Do I say congratulations yeah. to you or not?" And Steve Vasilotti, our former intern and his producer, turns to me. He goes, "Do you like getting up at three o'clock in the morning?" <laughs> I said, "No," and he goes, "Well, then congratulate the man." Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It gives me some perspective, so he'll get some rest. Which is wonderful, and he's had an incredible career here in Philadelphia, of course. I'm really glad he's going out on his own terms. I'm yes. really glad he got the acknowledgement from the city that he so richly deserves. And uh, John and I have become friendly over the last uh, couple of years, and he does this woodworking stuff that I didn't know about. And yes. He gets to do that more. He gets to live his life the way that he wants to, and uh, I'm really happy for him. He makes guy. good stuff. It's, he makes yeah. real good stuff, yeah. and, and he is, like, overbooked with the amount of people yeah. that want him to, to, to build things yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah. And he does... You know, cutting boards are kind of his specialty, uh-huh. and they're beautifully designed. And uh, I'd like one, John. <laughs> yeah, now you're gonna have time. I'll pay. Don't for give it. us this crap. Of course, now but... you're gonna have time. <laughs> but honestly, the city has, you know, like um, I mean, Debella's gonna be de- gone. Yeah, and yes. uh, Gardner's gone. You know, I mean, we're they're still alive, but uh, yeah, you know, like yeah, some legends. Yeah, Jim Absolutely. Gardner, not Andre Gardner. No, 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 yeah. no. Jim yeah, Gardner. Andre is still around, obviously, but um. Yeah, John's last day is going to be June 30th. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be wrapping up his radio career. And uh, Marissa and I were talking. He had made uh, the statement this morning that just at MGK alone, this is his 21st year. Is That's it 2021, 20, right, yeah. Marissa? Yeah. Yeah, it's 21st year. Did we have audio or are we uh, skipping that? Uh, I think you kind of said everything. I don't know. Yeah. Um, do we have it? Yeah, here we go. Just thinking about tomorrow. Wow. There you go. Clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow. He's Holy good she's good. Till there's none. Okay. <laughs> He's planning for the future. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's it. That's the deal. <laughs> yeah. I did not see that one coming at all. It's just what we had handy at the moment. So. Uh, but we wish John the absolute best, and uh, it's been an honor working with him, and we still will work with him for a little bit He's more, only so. a day away. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Congratulations, John. Mm-hmm. All right, a couple other things uh, to mention. Uh, Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan has dropped a new three-song EP titled This Is The Song, which was yeah, released I'm currently singing. in <laughs> conjunction with uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. 
Uh, McKagan spoke about the title track, explaining this is the song was written in the middle of a panic attack. Ooh. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see straight. Lately, I've thankfully found my acoustic guitar as refuge. And if I just hold on to that guitar, play chords and hum melodies, I can start to climb my way out of that hole. For those of you who have never experienced something like this, uh, count yourselves blessed. To those of you who recognize what I'm talking about, you are not alone. I have never uh, experienced them, but I've been with my brother when he has experienced them, and it is terrifying. Yeah. I, I've had them uh, when, when I thought I was having a heart attack. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was actually just an esophageal spasm. Yeah. And so I feel this this movement in my chest, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's my heart. And then that makes your heart go boom, 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 right, boom. Right, right. And uh, so it's not the same as like a... Um, uh, uh, an anxiety attack right. or something, some overwhelming feeling of anxiety. But I tell you what, that the, the sensation I had scared the living hell out of me. Uh, by the way, there's. Do we have audio of uh, David Draymond? Was that sent over? We this should. Morning? Yes. Because yeah. that's when in I'm the. Stuck with the <laughs> that's gray and lonely. He's talking about the I isolation. My chin and grin <laughs> and say. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, David Draymond was talking about... During con- the concert yeah. that he was giving recently, and he, he went in and talked about uh, um, depression, and uh, he and, makes a... An addiction. An, and he makes an admission about what happened recently in his life. Yeah, are we waiting? Yeah, it's, no, it's ready to go. Oh, it's there. Okay, let me play... For real. <laughs> yeah. This is it for real? All right, this is part of it. Hang on a second. I'm tired of losing everybody I love to depression and addiction. And I miss... Friends that we've lost, Miss Chester, Miss Scott, Miss Chris. And if I can be completely honest with you, a couple months ago, I almost joined them. Yeah, so the crowd was almost committed suicide. It had everybody raise their hand who has either uh, been affected by depression or uh, addiction or knows someone who has, and like every single person in the audience put their hands up. Does he sound a little bit like Gene Simmons in that? Just the beginning of that? Yeah, listen. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, go back to the beginning if you would, please. Not the. Eddie. (laughs) Oh, no. Tanya. No. Mitch. I'm tired of losing everybody I love to depression and addiction. He's battled with it for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Oh, no. Many chickens have been lost (laughs) in fires throughout the past couple of years. I'm about one one hundredth through the first page. <laughs> yes, that's true. Because they, they remember those fires. It was like five million chickens or something. Yes. Like a crazy amount. But Gene keeps the yeah. keeps the, the list. Keep going, on so. rolling. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, turn yeah, the page. That was kind of an interesting thing for for Draymond to admit on stage like that. And, yeah, uh, and it's and but I'm glad he seems to be he's processing it. You yes, know? It's, it's, it's so horrible. Graham Nash revealed the reason that uh, David Crosby reconnected with him just prior to his death earlier this year was to apologize. Uh, Crosby, who was 81, died in his sleep last January. Uh, I'm very sorry, and I apologize with all my heart. uh, Battling another bout with COVID. Uh, Crosby, who had been estranged with Nash and Neil Young for several years, had emailed Nash asking if they could talk on the phone. Nash, remember, Crosby wanted to make amends for, quote, all... Sorry, I was so whack. uh, He said, for all stupid things I said about you, and and particularly Neil... Uh, he said David was a very interesting couple of people. He said he was uh, generous, funny, the most unbelievably great musician. On the other hand, he could make an entire room feel bad with two words. I want, he said, I wanted to remember the good music that we made and the great t- times we had. 
let that satisfy you, but he's gone. That The movie about him, the documentary, he, and I remember it might be Echo in the Canyon, um, where he talks about the realization that he was saying, uh, he began to realize that he was the a-hole, mm. and uh, it was a very sobering thing. Did so, you um, hear the interview that Pierre did with Graham some uh, of it, last yeah. month? Yeah, and and uh, Graham got pretty emotional, and, you, and Pierre was trying to delicately balance his conversation with Graham and... Uh, and his respect for his friend, but he wanted to ask about David, and, and Graham opened up. It, it was interesting to hear um, Graham get emotional, and it was also interesting to hear Graham's perspective now that David is gone. Yeah, and I, it's nice to hear that, that Crosby reached out to yeah. them and, uh, and wanted to... <laughs> You know, so things. It means a lot to us. We're fans of the of their music, and they. I mean, they went through so much. Whenever something like that happens, and you have this 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 kinship, and you have this familial sort of thing going on, and then it dissolves, and then in fact, they had become you know adversaries to some level. Mm. The fact that they were able to kind of patch it up at the end does make a difference. Crosby was supposed to call Graham, and he didn't. uh, Right near, right before he passed. David did not call Graham, and and then Graham was hurt and angry again because he didn't get this phone call. And then the reason why was that David was dying. Yeah. So, but uh, the intentions were there, so it's nice. Uh, Steve Perry, we mentioned this yesterday. No, Uh, (laughs) this is an apartment building for Christ's sake. He's just singing out loud. <laughs> I am, yeah, she should be gone. So should you. After all your words of steel. Anyway, uh, he is going to be. Do you think you could shut up? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be on Dolly Parton's uh, rock album and is going to be singing with her open arms. The oh. classic song. So he's commenting on that. He wrote about it uh, on Facebook. He said, I am so thrilled. That everyone is as excited as I am about Dolly's new record. I have been a Dolly Parton fan for years and years, and to sing one of my songs with her was truly a thrill. When I first got the track, I could not believe how strong and amazing her voice was. I did my very best to keep up with that girl, but boy, she's got fire. And she's he's legendary. He's having a, a powerful voice. He said, and to quote her on my telephone, she said, I think we harmonize well together, don't you? And I said, absolutely, my dear, absolutely. So I am very curious as to what all this is going to sound like. You ran off a list of the the, oh. the songs that are being covered. It's, it's like 30 friggin' songs on the album. And it's a who's who. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, this next story is about Elton John's partner, Bernie Taupin. Uh, Elton John will be on, yes. on the album as well. So Bernie Taupin uh, is shaping up. It's uh, it's going to be a great year for him, one for the history books on September 12th. He will publish his eagerly anticipated memoir called Scattershot, Life, Music, Elton, and Me. And on November 3rd, he'll be one of the inductees into the 2023 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is, I contend, one of the best songs ever. This is my yeah. all-time favorite song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and, you know, Elton John is not my all-time favorite yeah. artist, but for whatever reason, this song always makes me happy. Yeah. No matter what. And I It also reminds me of a cool time. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I was a little kid at the time, yeah. but I remember clearly when this song was playing on the radio. But he said, uh, I spent literally two years writing the book. I set aside everything else that consumes my daily agenda and basically sat down and wrote probably five hours a day. 
for two years and ended up writing a book that was 800 pages. And I didn't even realize until my editor said, well, okay, this is probably about 400 pages too long. He said that was the hardest part of the book was editing it down. And we've edited it to down uh, to just under 400 pages. Uh, so that should be pretty fascinating. Yeah. A book from I like the way he's portrayed in the uh, movie Rocket Man. Yeah, it was good. And that is what I have in music news. We're going to wrap it up right there, my friend. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Pierre Robert should be here shortly. And we'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and move out of the way. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. Lincoln Park. Party. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. We're about ready to wrap up our program. Uh, today has been a very fun day. Have hey. enjoyed every bit of it. Our conversations, our contest, and our guests have all been exemplary. Well, you know, I tempt fate by asking for a letter grade. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I never, never really it's asked. It's never what for you it. want. No. Uh, but anyhow, I would like to thank uh, Gene and Bill Beretta. Yeah. And Adam Goldberg. Yeah. For being on the program this morning. The Muppets Mayhem, now available on Disney. Plus. And uh, Steve, you said it's great. I love it. It's got all the cameos you want. Tons of them. And uh, the story of Dr. Teeth and the Mayhem Band is uh, explored in that. And so I'm, I'm definitely going to take a look at this and spend some time with that. Uh, and uh, thank you to our buddy Artie, uh, Kemp, yeah. Kemp, who stopped by this morning. Autism Delaware, wonderful organization. Um, and I guess we just, yeah, we got to do the letter of the day. You ready for that case? Yes, sir. All right. Let me fire this thing up. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T, as in totes my goats. All right. Totes my goats. We've got one more letter to go and then a prize to give away. We have a four-pack VIP tickets for the 2023 Ardmore Outdoor Spring Beer Festival. And that is this. Saturday, by the way. May 13th at Shuffle Plaza. VIP tickets include an hour pre-fest indoors at Ardmore Music Hall hosted by the amazing Pierre Robert. And ticket giveaways for the Hooters. Sold out shows this weekend. The GA portion of the day is 1 to 4 p.m. Live music and uh, 50 plus craft brews. 21 to drink. All ages to hang. And tickets are on sale now. You can text BeerFest to 39333 and we will send a link to you with all the information that you would ever need about all of that stuff. So, Excellent. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I'll take this moment to thank our sponsors. Uh, the President and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Sequoia Outback. You can shop the Memorial Day sale at Sequoia Outback, Route 309 in Hatfield, or at DeckSupplies.com. And also brought to you today by Duncan, President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, tomorrow for No Sad Bro Friday. We will have uh, comedian Chris Red nice. in the studio. Yeah. We will also have comedian Christina Hutchinson in the studio. Awesome. And uh, everything we have to give away, we will give away to you. And it is the final day of MMR's Concert Cash. Don't forget, wow. Pierre's got one coming up at noon, your opportunity to win that money. So make sure that you are with a man tickets to the MM Barbecue. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> On 93.3 WMMR. Bing!
What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.